What's up, Bench Warmers? Episode 57 of the Far End of the Bench coming your way with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. Thank you guys very much for tuning in and downloading and enjoying joining us for your weekly dose of sports nonsense for your midweek pleasure. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We cover uh, week one of the NFL, and we also cover some of the big upsets in college football. There was a lot of them. Uh, we do some fun topics in our segments, and obviously we have week two of our NFL Pick'em C where the standings are, I, I can tell you I'm number one, but it's a dead heat. It's very, very close. And, and the bench warmers for uh, second and third. But other than that, be sure to follow us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. New episodes come out every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, and be sure to follow us on our social medias at FEOTB Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and ring the notification bell. Keep up to date with all that stuff coming out. New, epi- new videos Thursdays, Fridays, and Mondays. And, uh, you know... Nico, it's we got a victory Monday. It's victory Monday. The first victory Monday of the year, and it came week one. But all I'm saying is, I got Teddy two gloves on, baby. I think this is gonna be a good year. It was it was nice because the Bengals had to win first, so we knew. It was At least you didn't Monday. tie. Yeah, At least you didn't tie. At least you didn't tie. Bust my line, a couple beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians lie, been fired by the What's going on, Bench Rumors? For this center of attention, we got, I mean, week one of the NFL season has come and gone. So I thought we'd talk about my Denver Broncos. First of all, let me do something real quick. Let me get my two gloves on. For those uh, listeners, not watchers, I put my two gloves on because from now until the Broncos lose their very first game, we're going with the Teddy two gloves. We're wearing two gloves here on out um, until the Broncos lose. But, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is the man here in Denver. Anyone that says Drew Locke is is the man that we should have started him, I hope you are either – cheering for Teddy Bridgewater or you are on the hype train because the man deserves your respect. The dude has played absolutely fantastic. What a win this past weekend. And in other news, Jeff Bezos may be the owner of the Denver Broncos next year. Yes, that Jeff Bezos and also Jay-Z. Those are the two front runners right now for the Denver Broncos ownership job. That is music to my ears. But, hey, Jeff Bezos, I'm offering you a two-for-one deal. I'll give you the Rockies if you buy the Broncos. It's a two-for-buy one, get one free. Like, like well, let me help you out here. Bring, bring Broncos and bring the Rockies back into the fold like the Avs and the Nuggets are and bring this state back to where it should be. So that's my center of attention. Two gloves are staying on to the Broncos lose. Guarantee for another two weeks, but still, it's a fun week. Football's back. Let's get to this episode. Well, bench warmers, we had to wait a long time last season before we got a full-on victory Monday, but here we are. Week, week one, one yeah. of the NFL season, and we get a tried and true, almost a super victory Monday. That's what I would have called it if CU would have pulled off the upset, but... 
You talked about the Broncos in your center of attention. You're wearing your two gloves. Keeping them on, baby. It's very difficult to, to work a computer slash phone. So if you see me struggling on the video feed, you'll know why. But, yeah, we're keeping the gloves on for the podcast until we, the Broncos lose because I guarantee because I can't do this constantly because I can't grab my phone or type anything on my computer without with the gloves on. So it makes it a little bit difficult. But, hey, Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves deserves it. I hope that the Broncos go on some sort of undefeated run just to see you continue to struggle with the laptop somehow uh and we'll have to figure out you got you got till next week to come up with a stipulation for your bet with dom like uh, he's got his let's just say he's I'm got his side confident. on the line let's yeah. just say i'm very confident already but yeah he's uh we talked about it on the dago express that came out yesterday but he's already like yeah i'm probably not gonna have chest hair and a couple weeks and i've just i'm just learning to accept that yeah. uh, but you got a big win i got a big win i thought i was going to get a big tie when i saw it go to overtime i was like oh my god here we go is it going to be a tie yeah. no there you go i i heard a crazy stat of the last 10 overtime games the Bengals have been involved in four of them uh and or not overtime games, 10 ties. The Bengals have been involved in four of them. That's... The Bengals are the most tieable franchise. And we haven't had a – that was our first – well, actually, we haven't scored a touchdown in overtime in our franchise. History. Yeah, I, I mean, like the, the Vikings, like I think the Vikings too have – gotten in some ties like those that's the game if you were to pick one game this week that you're like well i think that's going to be a tie that was the one you bet on yeah or i mean it, i don't I, like it's i don't think you've, the tie is even an option on FanDuel or or DraftKings or whatever i'm pretty sure it's not but still there should have been some prop bet. we talked about it a couple weeks ago that the Bengals would be involved in some sort of a tie um but no we got a great great weekend we have a great episode for everybody we're going to recap the big storylines at the NFL and talk about the crazy. We said week one of college football was crazy. Week two got even more wild. And out there. It got more entertaining. Yeah, the Pac-12 is both the best and fucking worst conference. In hey, Pac-12, don't sleep on Pac-12. Uh, That's all I'm gonna say. Don't sleep on Pac-12. We got some interesting stories to get to in our, in our segments and everything in our week two of the Pick'em. Uh, Nico's coming in, coming in last in the pick'em at the, after week one. Yeah. Only. After you know what? One. My Broncos won, so you win some, you lose most. All right, let's talk about that Bengals and Vikings game. I got to watch because uh, I'll shout shout out Mama Pilato. She got Sunday tickets, so I was able to watch this game from start to finish. It was interesting. The Vikings scored first. And honestly, I was like, oh, shit. I deleted <laughs> – I tweeted out right before they scored. I tweeted out, you know what? This Bengals defense looks pretty damn good. Yeah. They spent $100 million in free agency. They look pretty good. And then Adam Thielen caught a 15-yard touchdown, and I deleted the tweet. I was like, ah, shit. Here we go. Yeah, here um, we go again. Yeah, it was not it – was, it was a quick one, too. Yeah, it was pretty much right after a bad mistake by the Bengals. They were able to score. But then the Bengals' offense – that offense is dead. The, the weapons are good. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. T. Higgins caught the first touchdown. He threw – Joe Burrow threw a touchdown pass One to One of the Tate. bright spots in my fantasy football week was T. Higgins. Yeah. I had T. Higgins on a few of my teams, put up 15 points. Was, Shout out T. He had, a, he had a good weekend. Joe Burrow had a good weekend, and he was doing it. He was avoiding the rush. He got sacked a couple times. He He's a legitimate football player again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I will say that the coach – Almost, almost fucking cost us. And there's not really an argument that you can give me. Here's the scenario. 
Three minutes left in the third quarter. You are up by 17 points. You're pretty much dominating. You just have to punt the ball away. Whether they score or not in the, on this drive, if you punt the ball away, they're going to be running out of time. We're at your, you're at your 31-yard line. Your 31-yard line. Not theirs. Yeah. Not going in. Coming out. That was out. one of the weirdest things I think I've ever seen. Fourth and, down, and going from there. At that play, a halfback dive where your running back trips on his pulling guard and fall down. Even you, you, you lose a yard. Are, what? How do you it have was, a job as an NFL bad. coach? That, that was pretty bad. Like I, you I broke will, every rule. I will say that this team is going to be is very very talented on the offense side, defensive side. There's a couple pieces, but they're not as talented as they are on the offense side. But the coaching is going to fuck them up so bad, so bad. You you don't know what's coming. Is, You're going to lose some stupid ass games. You well, almost lost been, it last been Sunday. My existence for the past two years when we got the first pick, and then even last year. The coaching always met. Uh, we always just lose or tie a game because the coaching did some some stupid shit. But now this team is talented enough where they can overcome that because they would have if it was last year they would have tied. It was the year before they would have lost in regulation. This year they had the seventeen point lead. They blew the seventeen point lead, but they fought back and won. I'll take it. That's what I'm. And long long story short, I'll take it. I had to use a lot of my good juju. That picture, I look ridiculous. Like, I just got drafted with the blanket, the the jersey, the socks. Yeah, no, I get it. I had to summon all my good juju, and I'll take a week one victory. It's the first first time the Bengals have been undefeated in week one in, like, three or four years. I think the last time was in, at, in Atlanta, and A.J. Green caught a last-second touchdown. That's, like, the last the, time. The preface of this also is your team is talented compared to what you've had to deal with the last – Six years since, or seven years since you made the playoffs, but this team is still no offense, still the bottom seller of that division because be, this, that division is fucking stacked. They would be the team like uh, a Miami last year where you don't necessarily expect them to be in the playoffs. That's then they make, yeah, they, they, they make, make teams of yeah a, of a run. So they they make because the they Dolphins they're starting never, a walkover team on schedule. That's yeah, the best way to put the it. The Dolphins were never a contender to win the division last year, but they were always like the second spot out of the second wild card. So I think that would be like a really good year. That would be saying, a fantastic I'm not, year. Yeah, I'm not, obviously, I'm not saying I said they're going to win six games. That was my hot take. A hot take for the Bengals right now is six games. But that would be a, magnific, a magnificent, magnificent, magnificent. I know that's season. tough word. <sighs> I could say Uyagalele all day, but I can't say magnificent. That would be a, a hell of a situation to be in as a Bengals fan. I'm, I'm pleased. That's what I'll say. I'm pleased. I know my shortcomings. I know my downfalls. I hope that the corner cornerback Trey Waynes gets healthy because our cornerback that we have it in there right now is a this, this is an idiot. If yeah. he goes up against any competent receiver or a competent quarterback, because that's the other thing. Vikings fans, Cousins, hey, oh man. Vikings and Broncos I'm sorry. fans. Broncos fans, apologize to the Vikings fans, but also thank them because. Kirk Cousins They're paying has him been $84 tough. million, dollars and Justin Jefferson is open by five yards of play, and he can't get him the ball. Oh, that was – Like, nobody's uh, even really touching I felt bad him. for Jefferson. Jefferson was watching on the other side of the football his old teammate yeah. and his old quarterback throw, have an uh, 80-yard that's, touchdown, that's the, and, and, he's like, God, my and he's like, God damn it. The, what the fuck? Why couldn't have I been gifted with Joe Burrow again? Like, he, like he was to talk to you. He, he definitely was because he swapped jerseys with Jamar Chase after the game, said hello to Joe Burrow after the game and everything. You knew after that long touchdown pass, he was like, 
like, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it hurts so good. Yeah, that was great. Also, Jamar Chase, uh, this just in, he can catch the football. He, know, he, uh, he knows the size of the football. Yeah, he knows that how was to hilarious, though. So. Him <laughs> saying, like, oh, the size of the football is different. You fucked yourself. He said it, or was it hilarious that people took him seriously when he said it? Because he's like, no, I can't catch the, it's the pro ball. It doesn't have the white stripe. I can't catch it without the white stripe. And then the reporters in Cincinnati were like, well, fuck, why did we waste our fifth pick on this guy? Why did we draft a lineman who is okay? Penny Sewell didn't have a bad game. He didn't I, have a great game. Sewell did lock up Nick Boza, though, so. Nick Boza coming off an injury. injury. Still, but, like, Jamar Chase, it, it was it was a good draft pick. It, it, was, it worked out. You finally got a win in week I one. I would say that both sides benefited because Penny Sewell will be good in the Lions the, culture. For some they reason, they put him at right tackle in the, in the preseason, but he's back at left tackle, and he shined a lot better. It's interesting, yeah. It's so weird now. Going deep dive into offensive line real quick. You used to have to be only a pass blocker on the left side and a run blocker on the right side. Yeah, now Von Miller <laughs> likes to pass rush on the right side. So the right tackles have to know how to run and pass block. Um, so I would almost say right tackle is more difficult to play now than left tackle. Used to be the other way around. Yeah, it's still a blind side. That's the only reason why. But, yeah, it, it is. Offensive line position, you have to be versatile. It's very much like the tight end position. The tight end position, you used to – only have to block, but if you can't receive now, you're not you're not a worthy tight end. Shannon Sharp was made fun of. He was like a fourth round pick because he couldn't block. And Shannon Sharp would be a fucking number one oh, tight he, end yeah, this year. Game, Shannon Sharp would be Travis Kelsey, but better. Yeah, he, Travis Kelsey, but can run away from you. Mm. That's how good Shannon. People don't realize how good Shannon Sharp is, and now they just see him as like the uncle. I mean, the uncle, uncle Shannon, yeah, with the do rag on, but. Um, no, I was, like, like I said, I'll settle. I was ready to settle for a tie, just like the coaching staff. And I'll take an overtime win, even though it took way too long. Uh, and we still haven't scored a touchdown in overtime football in franchise history. What, that I did not know that yeah, stuff. That that <laughs> never scored. That means, you, that means you've either lost a, a shit ton of overtime games or you've won the, that's actually in, in history in history what the fuck saying. is that stat uh-huh. <laughs> that's fun fact of the day holy shit never uh, scored a touchdown in the overtime in history in you've been around for how many years since the 60s <laughs> Jesus Christ that's fucking hilarious I don't know Wow, that's actually wow. I know we suck. I get it. That's bad. Yeah, that was. It's bad. Uh, the Broncos, different situation because they were in a game they should have won. And they fucking dominated. Yeah. Dominated uh, both sides of football. No Bradley Chubb with Von Miller, but I saw a stat earlier, and I want to ask this question: Do you want them on the field? The yes, I time? want them at the field at the same time. Like I don't care. I still want them on the field at the same time. It's because our offense fucking sucked ever since Bradley Chubb entered the fo- ent- uh, got on this team. You gotta remember that stat. It's a little bit skewed because we had Case Keenum, uh, Brett Rippin. Um, um, do you want me to go through the carousel? Because I can. But uh, we've had about he's uh, Kendall Hinton still on the practice. Since board. Bradley Chubb has been a Denver Bronco, I'm pretty sure we've had at least minimum of eight different quarterbacks. So it really doesn't matter that much. So, but yes, Von Miller, holy fuck, did I miss that man play football? That man, he's just really good. he is. Oh, he's still really good. God bless you, Von Miller. Watching 58, him and Chandler Jones made me realize just how good these guys still are at passing. Watching 58 rush the passer, oh my god, man! Like Chandler Jones, we'll talk about him a little bit later, but. Von Miller back in form is a scary sight. It's such a different. It's it's a 
such a different pass rush than anything you see. Like, the guys you compare him to are Chandler Jones and Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack is a big, strong bull. He's going to be able to knock you off your center of mass. And Chandler Jones just has – he works with his brother. John, well, John Jones, brother, yeah. Uh, he works with him in the offseason, so he's just got wicked hands to get every, anybody off of him. Vaughn Miller just doesn't get touched. Vaughn he's Miller, off yeah. the ball underneath you and around you before you can even t- take a step out of your He He beats you off the ball. Yeah. Like, like if you watch Bron- Broncos highlights of Vaughn Miller in slow motion, legit, the Broncos D-line, because they've all picked up on tendencies like Vaughn has done for so long – I don't think there's been a better player in the NFL that gets off the ball faster on the D-line or defense side of the ball since Von Miller. He's the best get-off I've seen since Derek Thomas back for the Chiefs. Like it, it, it's ridiculous, his speed. And this is coming off an Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. Achilles injuries fuck people up for a long time. Players are not the same. You see that in basketball a lot. After Achilles injuries, their season, their careers are basically done. Von Miller came back with full force and make, made Nate Soldier, shout out to you Buffs, look like a stepchild. Like, uh, it was it was bad Danny Dimes had no time and people were like man this Broncos pass rush is deflated they're old Von Miller is not fucking that old buddy and good old 58 is still a a force he's got he's got dad strength we still haven't dipped into dad strength Von Miller oh man because Von Miller he's faster than everybody I think if you put his get off up against like Olympic sprinters get offs it would be very comparable to the amount of workforce, it's so efficient with the way he does it. It's just so explosive for his step. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's just the art. It. Yeah, it's Von Miller's one of those guys that you tell kids not to watch because you can't coach how Von Miller plays. He just yeah. figured it figured it out in his own way. And funny enough, I think it is helpful that he raises chickens and everything like that because <laughs> that's how he catches he, chickens. That's how he, runs. That's Maybe, how he yeah, brushes the passer. Little kids, if you want to rush the passer like Von Miller, go get a farm and go chase some chickens. Because yeah, that's your best chance you got. It. I'm going to bring that to practice tomorrow and I'm sure, certain I'm going to get some complaints from my parents. Like, my kid wants a chicken now because you said he has to chase, <laughs> chase a chicken to learn how to rush the passer. And the fact that people aren't throwing into this also a great secondary plays into Vaughn's success. Mm. There's a reason why the Super Bowl 50 team was so damn good. It's because the back end was so damn legit that it it literally took so much time the quarterbacks get rid of the ball. If you don't have good corners, you don't have good safeties like the Broncos do, who are four deep a corner and two two great safeties back there. That makes Vaughn Miller and Demarcus Ware and especially the Super Bowl fifty that good. And that's why Bradley Chubb when he comes back will make it that more deadly. And don't even forget about good old ninety six in the middle too. Fucking Shelby Harris was an absolute menace in the run run game too. The one blaring mistake is Josie Jewell and Alexander Johnson who didn't have their best game, but this defense, I promise you, will be holding teams to exactly what they should be, under 20 points. And if the Broncos are, are able to score 20 points per game and hold teams under th- under 20, that's a winning football success. This defense is fantastic. Fucking Patrick Sertan played 18 plays. They didn't need him. They, 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 they saw the matchup-wise, and you're like, you know what, Sertan, you're a young guy. You watch and learn. Sertan was an absolute fucking stun in the preseason, but the kid obviously is not ready for big-time receivers. You don't throw him out in the first week with dogs out there. You, you let him get in situations where he's comfortable, and the Broncos fucking paid off in the end. Yeah, the Broncos, they have a fairly, I said a pillow-soft schedule. They go after, Very, very good schedule. After the Giants, they go to, to Jacksonville, Jacksonville, then host the Jets. Jets. I think hosting the Ravens 
not necessarily Ravens, a terrible matchup anymore. Yeah, that's that's not an easy matchup because the Ravens have ever lost. Ravens are a good team, but yeah. it's not a it's not a terrible matchup anymore because I think Teddy Bridgewater's competency will help out with that. And then it, it was more a competency. Let's talk about this band because first of all, I think it, it was it was competency plus. I'm not willing to give him a good quarterbacking performance. He, it was just the, then you didn't see some of the plays he made. Four for four on not third down, fourth down. Four for four and fourth down. That goes back to all the old four, man. The old man just pulling his nuts out on the field. All too. four plays were passing plays. Fourth down. Yeah. That's not no luck of the draw. Third count conversion was ten for twelve. Hmm. You do that weekly, you're winning football games. Like that. That's the fact of the matter is. Teddy Bridgewater did exactly what he needed to do was get the ball in positions to make his players make plays, and that's what this offense can do. Jerry Judy's out for four to six weeks, but Corlin, you still have dogs that can make plays with their own. KJ Hamler fucking should have had a 60 yard pass if KJ Hamler doesn't drop a ball in the end zone. For all the people that said, oh, this team's not going to make big plays, I beg to differ. This team, the time of possession, what you need to do to win football games in the NFL, especially Super Bowls, is have a good defense. And what do you do to make a good defense better? Is keep them off the field. Often, Broncos' time of possession was outstanding. They held the ball for great drives, and Teddy, and Teddy Bridgewater did exactly what he needed to do. Get the ball to the players that make plays. And the fucking offensive line did a great job. Melvin Gordon with a fucking 60-yard TD run? Their Out run, of the blue? Like, their like, run blocking was stellar. Their like, pass blocking, they didn't give up a whole bunch of sacks, but they were letting the Giants... Hit, hit Teddy quite a bit. Teddy, this, Teddy took a beating on Sunday. But he fucking made plays with his legs. I, yeah, and he, he, did, he, he was, was he, it didn't affect him, but if they do that against a team that has a deadly pass rusher, like they play Pittsburgh coming up here in a few weeks. I'm just saying this. Look, I may be overreacting, but this is definitely the best quarterback since we've seen 18. Yeah. Like this, this, is, this, this is the best quarterback since 18. Like This is the best offensive line we've had since – Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning well. was there too. Like it's Teddy Bridgewater played the game. This is the way the Broncos are going to win football games. You fucking pound the rock and you keep your defense off the field. And when your defense is on the field, you have them make plays. Making Daniel, Daniel Jones fumble the ball again. One of the most fumble fumbleish quarterbacks I've ever seen. That's also another story for another day. But it's like he's lost on the field. It doesn't. Make it it really is. Like and that's what the Broncos did. This does for you. You now you have two. Rookie quarterbacks coming in, in the next two weeks you play that we'll see even worse with Bradley Chubb returning. It's even going to be more interesting when the pass rush even gets more deadly. Like the Broncos are, are, are this isn't the peak, but they found the recipe for success. And Fangio, they said it best on, on the telecast when they had Scandarello, he was afraid to. To, to, to go for it and be the dog. Vic Fangio was not scared. At the 50-yard line, he didn't even look toward the sideline to Brandon McManus. He said, fuck it, stay out there. Like, that's the type, that's the type you got things you got to do because when you have a quarterback that can play the dump-off game, that's how you're going to win football games. They're not going to be pretty. It's not going to be Pastor Mahomes slaying the ball 80 yards down the field and hoping Tyreek's down there. Oftentimes, it's not going to be pretty at all. Like it's going to be ugly, but that's how, and Broncos country little known fact. It doesn't matter how the fuck it happens. All we care about, if you're a true Broncos fan, you care is that we win. Yeah. It doesn't matter how it happens. It's a matter that there's a W because we haven't seen winning football in five years. All that matters. It doesn't matter who's who's where who's taking the snap under the center. It doesn't matter who the fucking coordinators are. It doesn't matter who the running backs are. It matters if there's a W on the on the stat sheet. Let me give you this scenario. So I think the, I'll give you this comparison. 
the 85 Chicago Bears. I'm, I'm going to say that the Broncos' defense is not quite as good right now as the 85 Chicago Bears, but I'll say their offense is a little bit better than that team with Jim McMahon and, and those guys. Do you think that kind of a mixture? I think it's similar teams. I think you got a quarterback who's good. He can make big plays if he needs to, but he's not going to make too many mistakes. And you got a defense that's hungry, can get after the passer, will cause turnovers, hopefully. That was the big thing about the no-fly zone is they cause more turnovers than anybody. And Aqib Tlaib likes to score touchdowns when he causes turnovers because why not? Uh, but does, that, does the mixture they have now, if they continue to progress because they need to get better, do you see what's the ceiling for this team? This team is built like the 2015 Broncos. You have a quarterback who's going to play smart. Not he's not going to wow you, Peyton. Last year of his career, I love Peyton to death, but he fucking sucked. He he almost got benched for Osweiler. People forget about that. He did get benched for Osweiler, and then he was injured. And going for there, you need a quarterback that that yeah. He like you, you need a quarterback that is smart that doesn't turn the ball over and that can control the offense and then you need a defense that balls out and that's exactly what this this team is built like. You have the weapons on offense that you can rely on. You can rely on Melvin Gordon, such as C.J. Anderson. You can rely on Mayo Sanders and D.T. Well, Judy and Sutton. You got a tight end in the middle who was at the time it was uh, I think it was either Tammy or it was Owen Daniels and Joel Dressen over the middle. Well, you got Noah Fant, Uncle Bugunem. I've totally said that. Yeah, there you go. I, I don't know. I don't know how to say names, but like that's how this team is Ali, built. Alio, Alio. Yeah. I'm with the, with our schedule. I'm predicting a wild card contention at the least. That's 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 so that's the goal. Basement. That's the goal. What's ceiling? That the the ceiling is win a first round. Win a first round matchup against the Chiefs in the first round. So not win the division, but it, it's beat the make beat it farther, the make playoffs. it farther than the Chiefs in the playoffs, and that's a very, very high ceiling. Don't that's get me wrong. Very, yeah, but but if you that's don't like ma- a big renovation, high if, if you don't make the playoffs, then it's it's a, it's a wrong season. Let's just put it that way because the way your schedule's been set up and the team you have built, that it's that, that's where you're looking at. Like, I, I have faith in this team, and I know a lot of people were like, well, Drew Locke can sling it, and he's not the future. Teddy Bridgewater is still under 30 years old. He's 29, I believe, or might be 28. But still, he, he's still a quarterback that will give you a lot of good ears. And if you can trust the man and say, here's the reins, take over, then we can see what happens. But until then, I mean – well, obviously, look, Von Miller said it best. He literally told him, he was like, I haven't seen this type of poise since 18 was wearing the jersey. He said it to him on the sideline. I haven't, like, th- that's real. Because you think about the other quarterbacks that came in, think about the other teams, and you're like, man, we really haven't had a quarterback that said, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to come out here and ball and do it and put my teammates in the best position I can. We've had too many quarterbacks try to win games themselves. Simeon, I think, was close, but then. Simeon, but Simeon fucking sucked. Simeon was. Simeon, Simeon was Simeon a. Sucked after the offensive line got murdered for a week, and then yeah. he just got gun shy. I think that Simeon was the other quarterback that was closest. I don't really think Locke was that close to being the quarterback that they needed. Because because he tried to do too much. Yeah. You try to do too much when your defense is this good and your weapons are this good. You try to make too many plays with your arm. You gotta they're, understand they're, your role on the team. Everybody has their role. There's teams like the Cardinals and the Ravens who need Kyler and Lamar Jackson to make plays. Yeah, superstar led teams. But you don't need a quarterback to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary. Tom Brady is a fucking animal, but it's not like he is the everything for that team. They run the ball hard. They fucking play hard defense, and that's how you win Super Bowls. Because 
because last time I checked, I think one team, I can only think of one team that's an outlier, but last five Super Bowl champions outside of the Chiefs when they beat the 49ers, the better defense won. Like the better defensive team wins the big games and wins over. You need a competent quarterback, you need a defense that comes to play. And that's what the Broncos have. They had a really good day. 165 yards rushing plus a 50-yard Melvin Gordon touchdown. That Very beautiful. Yeah. Barely, basically untouched. Yeah, pretty much. I thought he was – he got caught, but then they didn't they didn't finish. I thought it was going to be like his college highlights where he yeah. gets caught from behind. He doesn't really have the speed to run away from anybody. Uh, and then the next game, that's a good segue into this because I want to get your raw reaction because I know this one hurt you. Phil Lindsay scored a touchdown for Houston. Oh, man. You know what? It's like, it's like talking about your, your the ex girlfriend that got away. You're like, man, I hope she does well. The one that you screwed up the relationship. <laughs> I screwed with? up the relationship. Yeah, like the one and that like, you were you were out all hours of the night, and you were like, oh, she'll still she'll, she'll stick around. Like, she's like, from yeah, here. Exactly the one that you fucked up, and you're like, man, I, I don't care anymore. As long as she's happy and she's doing well, <laughs> then that's all that matters. That's <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I with wasn't Phil ready Lindsay. for her. I wasn't ready. <laughs> that's the exact way I'm with Phil Lindsay. I want him to ball out. I want him okay. to ball out. He 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 did it didn't work here because I don't know what whatever reason it didn't work but it didn't work so so I'm happy to see him thrive and he's wearing 30 still because of Terrell Davis so he's still got that Bronco hometown spirit so you know what if he's doing well then I'm happy it hurts the Broncos misread the fuck out of that situation because he almost didn't sign with them initially because he was pissed off they didn't draft him and his mom was like hey Calm down. So stay you want to play yeah. for the Broncos at least a little bit and then go from there. He probably should have got a second contract, but it makes sense with the way that – business-wise, it makes sense because they had to keep Royce Freeman. He was a higher – he was a draft pick. Well, they, Royce Freeman was cut too. He was cut this offseason. Oh, I thought he was – they, 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 they decided to keep go with Melvin Gordon and said, you know, we could draft a running back because – Yeah, about, and Javante Williams had 45 yards on Javante think, Williams five, is going to be a stud too. Carries, yeah. So they they made a decision like, you know what, we we just don't have enough space and we'd rather go to the defense, and that's what they did. That's where that money came in for Kyle Fuller mm-hmm. and the money came in for Darby was Philip Lindsay's money. Yeah, uh, and then the other interesting thing you brought it up in your center of attention, and I just when I pulled up, I saw our buddy, the guy we had on recently, Scott the Huff. He tweeted, "Bezos, two for one, Rockies and Broncos package deal. You buy, buy one get one free. Yeah. <laughs> buy one get one free. You Could you supplement not- your four billion dollar purchase with twenty million dollar income? Just just think about it. If, we, if the fucking Rockies had Bezos, like them, like talk about fucking spending money. Give then- me the best people. We already know he's he's gonna be he's gonna be like give me the best people to put in charge here. I'm trying to figure out the cure to aging." That's where I'm interested. So in. I'm saying, just fucking give it to Todd Helton. Give yeah. it to Tulo. Give it to Todd Helton. And a blank <laughs> Larry Walker, give it to him too. We're going to be spending New York Yankee money. We're going to get everybody back. We're putting the band back together. I'm, Why not? I'm just saying, like, if, if Bezos... Because there's Bo Bichette back as a Rocky, just the former Blake Street Bomber kid. Yeah, there's a good chance that Bezos is the owner. I know it's weird to say that. Bezos and Jay-Z, shout out. Imagine the hype videos also. Oh, fuck yeah. Hype me up with that. I would love that. But, man, there's a good chance Bezos and Jay-Z are the owner because there's a good chance the Bulls will sell a team. Why would you not? Like, like if you if if you come to Denver and you and you think, okay, I got one team. Why don't I try to stand Cronky this shit? Like, I got that the the Cronkies own the Avalanche and the Nuggets and the Rapids. Why would you not try? Yeah, Arsenal and then also the Rams, obviously yeah. too. But why would you not try to do that? 
because then you can have more control of downtown Denver. More, it's more marketing stuff you could do. Especially with the Rockies, they just make money with the stadium. And, yeah, and like and Bezos, tell me Bezos isn't going to be able to make some kind of weird innovation. Like, like there's some dude. Amazon comes to Coors Field, you're going to have automatic beer dispensers at the seats. You're <laughs> like, not going to have to get up. It, 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 it's a long shot that happened. Yeah. There's a better chance yeah, he comes. I don't think that's on the table, honestly. We're hoping that happens. I don't think that, that the, mon, the Monfarts... Uh, I, mean, I mean, Bezos would throw enough money if he saw the opportunity. Yeah. Because there was, there was rumors that he was trying to buy some team in California. I, I forgot who it was, but he was trying to buy some team in California, a baseball team. I think it might have been Oakland or it might have been something. Or, no, he was trying to buy the Mariners, too. Like, yeah. Or something in Seattle, Seattle that, that, think, that east or west of it region. Them. He was in the conversation for a 40% stake in Washington football team. That's right. I do remember um, that, too. So, I mean, he got beat out for he, that. I mean, he might have not? been involved in Carolina because Carolina was sold recently as well. So. so, the guy obviously wants to get in, and why not get Foley in, in the, so in the fucking, state? That guy's so bored. We talked about it last week. He's trying to discover how to reverse aging. He's one Ponce de Bezos now. That's yeah, what I'm gonna refer to him as. The guy, no the guy that has stupid money. That's what we yeah. call. That's the, that's the type of stuff you're like. I you can't know. buy anything else because I have everything. So I'm just gonna spend money that I. If I spend all my money, then it gives me a. Thrill. He looks at things and like you know why the fuck would I not buy that? I'm buying that. I'm not gonna buy this one. I'm gonna buy the company so I can just have. Oh, this. you're not selling? Well, I'm buying. So it's mine now. Oh man. If he was just a little bit cooler, he'd be like a Jordan Belford 2.0. Yeah. Hey, maybe he becomes that. You never know. I would love to, as a sports media person, I would love to have a guy like that as the owner of the major sports team in my town. If Bezos goes full Jordan Belford, please buy the Denver Please, Broncos. Broncos. Please invite me to the media sanction parties. Uh, I would just, yeah. I would, okay, now I have my job application out there. It's in the ether. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick. Didn't look good but in his opener. The but Jaguars fucking yeah, the suck. Jaguars the Jaguars fucking sucked. Holy I thought they, shit! I thought the Texans sucked worse than the Jaguars. We were wrong. Our expectations were low, but holy fuck! <laughs> we thought Trevor Lawrence could will this team to a victory, but this team is that bad. Yeah, there's not enough willpower in the state of Florida. To the will the Texans have a Jaguars. terrible team, but the, uh, but. Fucking weird enough, they have more talent than the Jaguars because that was a fucking slobber Shout out Tyrod Taylor. I mean, fuck, that guy's had the worst luck, route the to worst get luck ever. L- loses the Cleveland job to a concussion, he gets the Bills to the playoffs, was cut for the rebuild of Josh Allen, and then has Punch a starting job lung. in Los Angeles, and the trainer punctures your lung. <laughs> That's a guy that you root for, that you feel bad for. You know what? Like, good for the Texans. I feel bad for him when he got signed by the Texans. Also, Texans are leading that division. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Don't look down. They're the, number one. they're the number one team in the division. We don't have to play another 16 weeks. It's cool, guys. We can just stop it here. No. We, t- we talked about the, the uh, what is it, NFC East? Is that the? Yeah, NFC Least as the, the worst division of football. They the are. AFC East has given them a run for their fucking let's, money. Or is it, is it AFC North? NFC East. Dallas lost. Um, but Dallas looked very good. We'll talk Washington about that in a lost. Uh, New York Giants lost. Who's the other team? Oh, Philadelphia won. So, so Philly, yeah, that's what okay. I'm saying. So they're <laughs> the same, for their same, money. same, but different. It's like the the weird. It's like the aristocratic up in the NFC East, like the the pompous asses, 
and the Southerners are just a whole bunch of Florida guys in, in tank tops. Like, woo-hoo! Like, the, the, I think it's a, I don't know. It's AFC, I don't know the fucking division names. AFC South, yeah. Yeah, both those divisions are going to give a run for their money for the worst divisions of football. I'm very, very surprised that the Jaguars beat them because I thought the Texans would have gone 0-17 now. Yeah. But there goes any chance that 0-17 happened, happening because the Jaguars will pull off some bullshit. They'll probably win the second matchup against the Texans, let's be honest. Probably. They're going to split because I don't see the Texans They're beating them twice. They're going to be able to beat somebody else too. Like- also, Urban Meyer, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> that Meyer's- dude is going to be the fastest. Once a USC calls, he's fucking gone. <laughs> that dude is out the door, fucking a highway to California, and he's gone. <laughs> he does not want to be here anymore. He was mistaken as to how much work this is going to be and paying the players is no longer extra incentive the, pay, oh. the players pay for players, get players played, pay, yeah. play for money now that's the thing so you can't just get the best players anymore this 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 ain't playing uh north or this ain't you're not playing um uh fucking Rutgers week three of the season anymore buddy uh, i think florida played florida atlantic to open up the season there ain't no florida atlantic there's yes. no tune-up games in the nfl different. right now you are the tune-up game in the nfl yeah you are uh, congrats guys congrats the jaguars are the tune-up game um yeah that was i think it was interesting all of the quarterbacks that threw for over 300 yards all were losing and they all threw for like fifty-one times. They threw fifty or fifty, fifty to fifty-five passes each stat line. That's kind of crazy. I, I, just, how I, saw I just, that. I don't understand. Unless you're playing the fucking Buccaneers, who have the best run defense probably of fucking this, of this fucking generation. I don't know why the fuck you throw the ball sixty times. Uh, I yeah, and it doesn't make sense because that does, it's proven that it doesn't really work. Unless you have Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, somebody who's surgical like that, you're gonna be throwing sixty times and missing even more. You have to have some sort of running game. You don't have any sort of running game. It's not gonna last. And let's talk about this game. The reason why the fucking this team lost is because they are very one dimensional. That's the Buffalo Bills. The and Steelers exposed the fuck out of them. They rushed for 117 yards. They did, but like you saw, that was all in the first half. Yeah. Like they. They didn't do any of that in the second half because they're trying to play catch up. And I think Josh Allen was fucking. I think he had like forty yards rushing too, or something stupid. Like he he had a lot of rushing yards. And I think he's going to though. That's part of their offense, and that's part of what he brings to the table is that he's going to be moving around and he'll take off and run. Uh, he he'll make some wild ass plays. Uh, I was laughing. Pardon my takes. They were talking about it when he gets sacked. He like. When you're playing Madden, you just hit all the buttons at once and accidentally toss, toss it all behind it up, you. Yeah, yeah, that's what. When Josh Allen gets flustered, he just hits all the buttons at once and he loses it. But he's gonna be rushing for at least I think 30 yards a game. That's just gonna be built into the offense. And we didn't give the Steelers defense enough credit. And they got a lot of people. They got some key people back. Cam they got Hayward some dogs. Is Cam Hayward in the middle to come along with T.J. Watt now on the outside? I mean. It's that article. The way that Adam Schefter tweeted out the new contract was so weird. It was like it was also it was also hilarious too because T.J. Watt said fuck his agent. You yeah. saw that he said he said fuck this. I'm going in his office and sign the contract. But himself. the way Adam Schefter shouldn't have said it the way he did. Where he said T.J. Watt was about to go to the weight room, stormed into Art Rooney's office and said, we have a deal against the advice of his agents, by the way. And then says, excuse me, after I sign the paperwork, I have to go work out. It's it's a very Watt way to play yeah, it. Let's uh, put that's it that way. That's the Twitter, that version, that's the the Twitter equivalent of J.J. Watt on Hard Knocks rapping. Uh, what's it? Remember the name. 
by Fort Minor. That's the equivalent. And then also staying after practice four hours later <laughs> just because the fucking cameras are Everybody, on. every NFL player that I've heard talk about that's like, fuck you. No, no, no not. you do not do that on Unless daily Unless you didn't practice, you're not doing that. That's not what happens. Um, uh, and shout out Kendrick. Kendrick's a, he's putting people... He's a rookie. He's, he he's took, fucking he dog. He took a guy by the throat yesterday, one of the DBs for the Bills, and put him on the ground. I was like, oh. Yeah, he was balling out. I mean, that, that offensive line for the Steelers, they have three rookie or first year or second year guys, and the two tackle positions, I believe, have like 22 years of experience. So that's it's very different. It's, it's a lot different than what they used to. Obviously, the pouncy's in the middle, but it's, it's, it's going to be different. He's and, got the same, like, Athletically, he's the exact same guy as Marquise Pouncey. Yeah. And physically, he's the same size. The only difference is Marquise Pouncey has 17 years of experience and played most of that with the same quarterback. So, I mean, I mean, if you're Ben Roethlisberger, you love what Kendrick Green has been doing for you. Hey, shout out Ben for dropping like 40 pounds in the offseason. I know. He looks, he's, he looks, looks he's, a little he looks a little nimble. He's not uh, – doesn't look – I wouldn't say he looks good. He's one of those people where when you lose weight, you're like, are you sick? Okay, are you okay? Uh, yeah. You were in the hospital in the offseason, weren't you? And I'm about to say something that's probably going to – you're going to hate very much so. But people talk about the Patriot way. Let's talk about the Steeler way because I hate the Steelers. The Steeler way, this team, if they're not in the playoffs or on the cusp of the playoffs, I don't think in our lifetimes we've ever had a situation where the Steelers were not in the playoff race. Like, uh, like think of that's that's race, twenty no. that's twenty plus years of not being in the playoff race or not, or not being not in the playoff race. Excuse me. It would there there's like seasons in our lifetime, but it wouldn't have been ones where we would have had. It would have been like two thousand or two thousand two. Those and they won the Super Bowl in 2004, was it? Or they won the whatever. Super Bowl in 2004. So, so they like, went to the Super Bowl in 94. That's what I'm saying. Like, and lost to the Cowboys. Like, like the Steelers are always good. Yeah. They're always good, and people forget about that. It's that's when you think like that's, like that's what that's what stumped me when we were doing our predictions for the divisions. I was like, "Fuck, do I really think the Steelers can finish third here?" You know because their Steeler way will get them into that. You know who the the Godfather of the Steeler way is? Coward. It's Chuck Knoll. Oh yeah. Chuck Knoll won. That's the coach of the four Super Bowl champions in the seventies with Terry Bradshaw and the Steel Curtain and all them, but he. It was a good situation because the owner let the coach coach. I think he was from the 70s to the 90s, coach for forever. And he established such a culture. The two things that you know about the Steelers are they're going to play a tough 3-4 defense because they always play a fucking tough 3-4 defense. They might have – right now they have the best safety, one of the best safeties in football. They had the best safety in football for a long time. They had one of the defensive player of the year. And T.J. Watt, yeah. Clark in there for a couple of years. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're always around there. I hate them. I hate them because they beat the crap out of me no matter what. It's that bully that no matter what I do, like I stand up to him, I punch him back in the face, and I might cut his lip. But he's gonna come back and just pound with the on brass these, knuckles. Yeah. You, you can punch him in the stomach, but he's coming out with the brass knuckles. That's that has their seven Super Bowl wins on it. Yeah, I don't have the facility. I don't have the facilities yeah, for that. Yeah. I tried, and I don't. Um, no, the Steelers looked good, and the the Bills. I don't even know. I think they have a tough matchup. They go to Miami now. Yeah, so. the the, bill, the Bills. I don't know if it was maybe just jitters first game of the year. Everyone has high expectations for them. That might be it. That may be it because I don't think the Bills have had expectations in a very long time. So you have expectations now. Not a lot of people, including Jim myself, Kelly, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people, including myself, predicted you to go to the Super Bowl. So 
I predict you to win the conference. So like, <laughs> yeah, I predict you. You, ha- you, ha- you have you have expectations. Let's see how it works. Yeah, I put out that center of attention uh, today. We're recording this on Monday. I put that out, and then it was right after the Bills lost. And I said that the, they were going to win the AFC. Yeah, we'll see you. Like an idiot. Um, <laughs> uh, the Titans and Cardinals. What like, the fuck was that game? I don't know. I don't know what the, I was hey, watching. Taylor likes to call himself our dad. Oh, shit. Our stepfather showed the fuck up this weekend. Oh, my our God. Our stepfather bitched out our dad five sacks. And beat not beating him like a drum, like not close. Oh man, that was that was bad. Three of them are lookout blocks. Three of them, I'm pretty sure Taylor. When you get beat, lookout block for people who've never played offensive line is when you get beat clean and you see that the quarterback has no, he doesn't see him coming. He's gonna get wrecked. You just gotta scream look out so he maybe ducks and like braces a little bit before he gets absolutely annihilated. I looked at this game and I was like, man, is this more that the Cardinals are that or is it that the Titans aren't? And I am going to lead towards the side the Cardinals are that. Yes. Because the Cardinals. Another team that their coach is going to be the downfall. But the fucking talent they have. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. DeAndre <laughs> like, Hopkins is an alien. Oh, that my touchdown God. touchdown in the back of the end zone shouldn't have been possible. He jumped two feet in the air and then figured out a way to, like, he, like, sucks himself back down to where he wants to land in the ground. It's like. We, we kind of have to go with physics, and he just goes – he floats and then gets sucked back down to earth. It's, it's not even – it's not human. And Kyler Murray, talking about a dude that just just makes plays. Like, like, if you've seen the meme of Shrek, the little dog running around, that's literally Kyler Murray. He just fucking runs around, and, 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 he, and he has the legs to run, but he fucking bombs the ball. He's oh, a better thrower think, than if Lamar. If about his legs, he's going to kill you with his arms. And hello, ladies and gentlemen, Kyler Murray has entered the MVP conversation. Let's, like, like I know it's one. first. I know it's week one. I know it's week one. I know it's week one. Up to week four last. I know. I know it's week he's one. He's similar to Russell Wilson to where it's week one. So yes, he's in the MVP conversation. I know it's week one, but right now, if Kyler Murray does this every single week, it is going to be very hard to not put him in to have them one or two in that conversation. Twenty-one of thirty-two, two hundred eighty-nine yards, four touchdowns, and then one he rushing also touchdown. Had twenty yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. Those are numbers that put you in the MVP conversation weekly. Weekly, don't get me wrong. That, that division has a lot of good defenses. Hey, that's a sneaky receiving core too. DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, AJ Green, Rondale no, Moore. no Fitzgerald too anymore, which yeah, is no wild, sure. weird to that say. Sucks. I wanted. Uh, he hasn't even retired yet either. No, which is also weird. Honestly, but. good for him because he's probably going to sit out as long as he can. Come back. I think it's week eight. No, we have to get signed back to gonna, he's gonna do the Gronk deal. Yeah, <laughs> he comes back whenever he plays whenever, and he's the honorary guy. But yeah, it's this this defense also is very very talented. People forget about Isaiah Simmons too. Holy fuck! Talk about one of the sleepers in the draft two years ago, not this year, but two I, years ago. I chastised the shit out of the Panthers when they passed. They drafted Derek Brown, the nose guard from Auburn. And Isaiah Simmons was on the board, and this was that was the off season that Luke Keekley decided that he tired. Yeah, play anymore. I was like, you need some sort of linebacker that to replace him, and you go with the nose guard. Like, what nose guard drafted wins you a Super Bowl? And they said they gave me Indomitian Sue, and at the time, Indomitian Sue hadn't won a Super Bowl, but he's now won with Tampa. But you don't win Super Bowls or don't transform defenses with nose tackles. Nose you transform ta- them with guys that can cover receivers, blitz the passer, play linebacker in the 4-3, all those guys. Versa- Simmons is that dude. That's, that's the type of football that was 
20, 30 years ago. Like your defensive linemen don't win you football games anymore. They they can, they can, but they won't win. They won't be the X factor at all. But Isaiah Simmons in the middle, like, and the DBs, Buda Baker is still a fucking stud. Yeah, they got and a, they got a superstar at each level. Buda Baker in the back end, Isaiah Simmons kind of in the middle. And then J.J. Watt, I mean, Hall of Famer J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. Jones. Thank J.J. Watt. I know you're this. He's the sack leader in the last season that he played. I believe maybe it was maybe he's the second second to last sack leader before 2019, but he had one season where he got 20 sacks. I know that he's that good. Having J.J. Watt on the field opens up so and much. And Chandler Jones is going to get himself paid. You got to remember he was pissed off when they signed J.J. Watt because he wanted that money and then and he's his deal ends up after this year and if you're arizona throw him the bag seriously you, you throw him the bag yeah. because the, uh, and that's their general manager kind knows he's not a guy that's going to hold back from a guy that he knows is going to he's, he's and, signed carson palmer and and having those two on the edges like i said i said forever teams that you can if you have one good pass rusher you can throw double teams at him. That's it's why the Bears' great. defense is fucking inter- terrible. Yeah. Khalil Mack is a fucking all-pro guy, but you don't have anyone else uh, alongside it's him. That's what I was worried about in the Bronco game when Chubb wasn't playing because I thought that the, the <laughs> Giants would be smart enough, hey, let's throw double teams at 58. <laughs> but they Should weren't. we have more than one person blocking Von? No, we're good. He's old now. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's an adds a whole other dimension. Winning good defenses have two edge rushers and a good secondary. Inside linebackers, you need competent play. And with this Cardinals team, having Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt, like, this team, this division is so damn good. Holy fuck. Like, like I don't know where to put them now. Because San Francisco looked terrible at the end of the game. But there's a good shot. Trey Lance is a starter by the end of the year. And, and then talk about what Seattle did. They came out and punked Indy. They came out and punked Indy. Man, that, that division is just... <laughs> I don't Los know. Damn and the good fucking Rams. Too. Holy Stafford with a sleeve? Bro came different. He's, He's different. Also dancing. Did you see he oh danced after that first long the, bomb? The dude's, don't dance. The, uh, stop stop dancing, the but dude, he danced. The dude left Detroit and said, you know what? I'm gonna get some character. Yeah, <laughs> he and like, then poor Jared Goff. There's the, oh, all fuck. the highlights that I see is him just getting absolutely wrecked behind that. Oh, that line. poor guy. I felt so bad for him. It, it's and like, then, then I got the cringeworthy quote from Penny Sewell on Twitter where it's just like uh, some some reporter said that he had like only five plays where he gave up a catastrophic mistake. He's like, yeah, well, it should be zero. And I was like, on the catastrophic mistake, you gave up a sack fumble. You gave up a sack fumble. You're getting Jared Goff murdered. That's to, not good. To make things worse, Sean McVay came out and said, he's like, yeah, Jared, Jared Goff molded this offense so that Matt Stafford could throw and thrive in it. That was the that other shit thing. Was, I was dying laughing. I was like, how? Because they were like, it's like when you tell the you, the girl was in love with you. She she made you better, and then you moved on. Like I, you were the one that, that set made me, me up better for my, for my wife. Like what the fuck? Come I don't want to hear that. Why would you say that? Sean, Sean, no. Don't, don't don't stop. You don't need to it's it, it's what it's one hundred percent true. Don't get me wrong, but shit, don't say it. It's true. It's true. But don't don't say it. No. What? It's like oh, telling, why would you tell a kid that they're adopted? Just let them. Like, the guy already is in Detroit. Don't make it worse He's for already guy. Depressed. He's already in he Detroit. Just, he had just made peace with it, and Sean McVay somehow hates Jared Goff so much that he's like, he just got over it. Hey, yeah, 
you molded this. Like we made this for you, but you weren't good enough. So. That's all. Oh, that was the coldest. Was, I think coldest the, thing I think I've ever is, heard. Yeah, no, it was backhanded and petty. Oh God. But, uh, let, let's finish up the scores here, and then we'll move on to college football. Uh, Washington, the football team lost their quarterback and to the Chargers. They lost twenty to sixteen. And Chargers uh, should have won that game by a lot more. Let's put. Let's have. be honest. They should have, but they were able to win it. This similar no. thing to the Bengals. This was a game in last year that they lose. That's and, true. And lose fairly easily, even with Ryan Fitzpatrick having his hip subluxation. Also wild that Chargers fans are now coming out of the fucking woodworks. For years, they they had a good fan base in fucking Washington. I saw a lot of Chargers jerseys. Apparently, y'all didn't fucking don't don't come to your stadium, in San Diego. But now you're an LA team and you have this big, fancy stadium. I hate to break it to you, when the Broncos come in town, that stadium's gonna be filled with orange. Uh, the Panthers beat the Jets 19-14. Darnold had a little bit of a. a did you, did you see that video thing with the Panther going across oh, yeah, the field? The, 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 that shit like, was wild. Type thing. I mean, I, could you see that on when you were in the stands, or is that I just something on on TV? I think, I, Honestly, I'm not sure. Because if you could see that in the stands too, where it like it would be like a hologram. Maybe they give like, you the glasses. Maybe it's like a 4D experience. I mean, that'd be fucking sick. You I, get pel- pelted in the face. They like throw sandbags at you for when the the jaguar lands on your face. It's, it's it's like that the ants world in Disney World where they have the seat in front of you where the little mist of air yeah. when the fucking bug rolls by you hits you in the face. I mean, that'd be pretty sick, but uh, it would be something. Hey, it makes Panthers games entertaining. <laughs> Something they gotta try something. Uh, the Browns almost be- were able to beat. the Browns Chiefs. looked really good, and then they fumbled the bag because of the Browns. They, yeah, <laughs> no, well, they I'll take it back. Patrick Mahomes happened. Patrick so Mahomes Patrick Mahomes happen. happened, but the Browns looked really good. The Browns can't win week one. It's been sixteen years. They haven't 16, started. Wow, 16 that's a. Years. I, I should have hammered that bad. Why the fuck do? Why do you tell me all this the week after? I found out the Ra- I found out the Ravens were undefeated in the postseason for preseason. fucking t- preseason in twenty years. They haven't lost. Twenty one straight games. Yeah. I found that out after, which I should have known because I would have thrown the be- the house on it. Honestly, and now I found out they since you're the sports better, I assume you just have. I this don't in know your head. this shit. Okay. I'm a degenerate sports gambler. Remember, I forget shit. Okay. No, but there are sophomores in high school in Cleveland who have never seen the Browns. Start the season with a win. And That's kind of funny. <laughs> add to the list of guys that need a beard: Baker Mayfield, <laughs> yeah, Baker Mayfield. and Kelsey. The, the progressive commercial is funny. The progressive, the new one where they're he's gabbing while watering the plants outside the stadium is funny. But you got to grow the beard back. Yeah, I can't you, do it. You, you're not, you're not, you're not feeling dangerous when yeah, you when you have a beard. You're, I'm gonna have your daughter home by six. Sir. <laughs> Travis Kelsey too The dude can fucking play still But shit Get a beard back It doesn't look right It uh, doesn't look Dolphins right Dolphins beat the Patriots So Mac Jones That was one, the biggest weird game Like Mac Jones played really well But the Dolphins pulled it out of their ass I, I was I, I, I looked at the score And I was like Mac Jones put up these numbers And you lost well, that's the that's also what I was mentioning. He threw forty times, two or through twenty seven times. I think if you were to compare him side by side, I think Mac Jones had to do a little bit more than Tua down the stretch. So that's why the numbers look the way that they do. Um, it was just one of those. It was a tightly contested game, like we were talking about in the Pick'em last week. These teams are gonna be. These are gonna. The season series is gonna be split. Yeah. They're both one team's gonna win one time, and I don't think that you're gonna go two and zero against the Dolphins or the Patriots in the AFC East. The Bills kind of had like a one year window where they were gonna dominate everybody, and now that's over. Yeah, everybody I'm, else is 
Pretty much back to back yeah. Four. You had your chance, Bills Mafia, but the everyone else behind you, you is catching the video up. Video of the Bills Mafia baptism. Yeah, the kid put dude put there a table. table it's beautiful, yeah. absolutely beautiful. I gotta have something like that to do with my kid. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll put him through the. Take uh, them to a playoff game and have your team lose, and that'll work. I'm sorry. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. That that one hurt. Ooh. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was deep. All right, uh, Aaron Rodgers forgot how to play football what in Hawaii. What the fuck? I told you this before we started recording. Hey, James, James threw Dude, James is fucking bald. <laughs> Drew Brees has said it best. They need to lose me because James is that guy, I guess. But what the fuck, Aaron Rodgers? Seriously, at home? At home? He's going to get booed and, and, and obviously... Hey, shaving points? That's an American. Like, like, like oh. I saw I saw Broncos country being like, man, Teddy Bridgewater is still over Aaron Rodgers, and I'm I'm looking at it like, fuck, you may be right, but at the same time, Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play. <laughs> he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't, no. Aaron Rodgers isn't motivated. That's th- there's differences to this. He was motivated last year because he drafted a quarterback. <laughs> he's not motivated this year. Well, I mean, he knows he's going to get out either way now. And that's, that's I, I still think Aaron Rodgers is that fucking that guy. <laughs> I don't care what the his week one is, is messing with me. The the new he's always been a laid back California dude, but he's gone overboard now because his interview that they did on Sunday NFL countdown. I was like, I hope somebody punches you in the face. I hope somebody oh, rips man, your helmet no. off and punches you in the face. It was you, tough to watch. You pretentious bastard. I'm still hoping maybe come to Denver. You think you're better than me, don't you? That's that's what you think. All I'm saying his, dra- his his trade value is dropping the fuck, which oh, which is better. Be, yeah, no, which is better. Cheaping it up for you. We Broncos fans, we want him to fucking suck, honestly, because like, he comes the, cheaper, yeah. so much cheaper. The engine can die before you buy it, as long as the body stays correct. Because you have the engine here, you're like, oh, we're just gonna swap the engine. You got yeah. the body of the Corvette showing up. Let's just put our engine in the Corvette. Just, just let it let it die and then put put the engine in new. Fl- yeah, we're gonna take the Teddy Bridgewater's like the engine. Uh, let's say of we'll give him a Mazda. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a little bit of juice, but it's still like a safe sedan. It's reliable. Yeah, very reliable. So we got the body of a Corvette and it had the engine of a Corvette and the owner didn't take care of it. That's the Packers yep. because they don't have an owner, so it just got neglected. Sitting on the front porch of some lawn in Green Bay, Wisconsin, gathering dust. Grass is growing through the engine. So it's bu- it's busted. Mm-hmm. You got to get it to you got to get it in good condition. Don't break the fiberglass. Don't bend the doors. The windows got to be good. Just put our put our Mazda engine in the Corvette. And let's see. You're only gonna get like two years out of it, but that's all you wanted. That's hey, what you did for a, Peyton. If it's a soup, uh, Peyton, we got four, five years, or it might have been four years. Still a Super Bowl win. That's all that matters. And the at the end of the day. Winning solves everything. I really so. think. I, honestly, I think if with even with Aaron Rodgers, the Broncos have like a one championship window. That's I not don't be care. Two one is better than zero. No, I know. I, know. I don't. Not, I'm sorry. Remember, I'm sorry. I don't care. Who I am. Remember I don't who care. I root yeah. for. And I, I got. I expect greatness. No, I get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's only gonna. It's Peyton was like a. Oh, we can win multiple times with this guy, possibly. Aaron Rodgers would be brought in and be like, okay, let's do everything we can to win now because he's not, we're not going to be winning. I just fucking want to know the Super Bowl parade. Is that too much to ask for? I don't care if it's, it's one time. It's winning winning a Super Bowl one time. I've only seen it once in my lifetime and that fucking helped a lot of pain. Let's just compromise with the Stanley Cup parade and then hopefully I get a, 
a Super Bowl parade. <laughs> you're I'll, you're, I'll you're pushing daisies here, I'll boy. travel to Northern Kentucky for a Super Bowl parade. You're pushing daisies. That would daisies. be so wild. The Jimmy, you're so, so far away. I hate to be a burden of bad news. You got a long way to go, especially in that division. That stadium was so alive. I wish I was there. You, you, I'll I saw give you, a few I'll, people that I follow on Twitter. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you benefit of the doubt. The, your team is more fun to watch because you, your jerseys are fucking beautiful. Those jerseys you used to have, like. Like when I watch football and Joe Burrow, and, and I love watching Joe Burrow. When yeah. you watch football on Sunday, you those bad teams, you're like, "Fuck, do I really want to watch them?" I watched the Browns when they had Baker because the jerseys were different. Mm-hmm. They sucked, but I did because it's Baker. It's a fucking effect where like if you're a shit it's team, I'm not throwing the Texans Jaguars game yeah. on. It's, it's not fucking entertaining to me. It's the opposite of the Rams because their jerseys last night were fucking horrendous. Oh, oh I don't know. Don't, I kind of like them. I kind of like Why? The, the blue. <laughs> Was pretty sick. No, the light, cut, like the colors that they had last year were cool. I like the jerseys. This is that, those were the retro jerseys. I get it. I get it. I, I mean, I kind of like them. I don't mind them. It doesn't work in LA. That was when they were. I know they wore it a little bit when they were in LA, but that was the St. Louis colors. That was the initial St. That's when they won the Super Bowl in St. Louis. That, those were the colors that they were wearing. I don't know. It didn't look right. I didn't, I, I didn't hate it. I'll just say that I didn't hate it. Speaking of the Rams, they won 34-14, uh, and I think that's. That's all. Oh yeah, mention the Seahawks beat the Colts twenty eight sixteen. Carson Wentz sucks. Oh my God, Carson Wentz that is that franchise is hoping Andrew Luck comes out of retirement. You are praying. Oh my God, that that team needs a tank for a quarterback. Let's put it that way. Uh, we can t- transition that now, and we're back on on our YouTube channel. So be sure if you're just listening to this, check out the YouTube the video of it. You can see uh, Nico's with his two gloves. If you missed out on that, I'm rocking my Gunnison High School uh, cowboy shirt because my parents went down for a game. Uh, Very interesting. Well, not it. I'll take my. I'll take advantage of my platform. That's I fair. Can. That's fair. Um, but college football was fucking insane. Wow, what a, what a week. Let's just put it that way. What a week. I unfortunately I missed out the my team that I'm coaching has been playing at 11, so I miss out on the early slate of games, which this week included. Uh, just a little game. Just, Oregon. just a tiny Oregon one. In, in Ohio State, you know, fifteen versus number four, uh, Pac-12. The, the Great White Hope, so to say, for the Pac-12 versus the Big Ten, the class of the Big Ten, and Ryan Day. Um, did Ohio State forget that they were playing football? Hold on, let's let let's say one thing. The Pac-12 is back. And I want no more disrespect to this fucking hey, team. I'm going to continue to disrespect. <laughs> conference of fucking champions. Uh, Bill Walton said it best. The conference of champions. UCLA had a bye this week, didn't they? I yeah, they I'm pretty sure bye, they did. So they, couldn't have, they couldn't have ruined their own. That's the thing about the Pac-12. is some They do great some weeks, but then they lose their own luster. Because like UCLA in a normal season would beat LSU the way that they did and then come out and get wa- walloped by it. Get whacked, yeah. yeah. Or something like that. But that hasn't happened so far. So I'll give the Pac-12 their credit there. But Ohio State, you know who's, the big who's time smiling? Time. There's a couple teams that are really smiling about this. Cincinnati. Yep. Cincinnati's Cincinnati. Yep, Cincinnati's very, very happy. Texas A&M, very happy now. Clemson. Clemson's ecstatic. Clemson kind of needs Ohio State to lose again because I think Clemson. No, no, Clemson now will get if Ohio State was a Big Ten, Clemson's automatic bit, automatic. I don't. Uh, 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 They would both be one loss conference champions. And I, uh, there would need to be if there's a. Here, that, here's where things get interesting. It's Georgia SEC, and Alabama. If the, yeah. SEC championship, if the SEC championship game is between two undefeated teams, 
whoever loses that game is probably going to get the four bid. And if you have an undefeated Pac-12 champion, you can only have either the Big Ten or ACC champion. In. But let's think about this for a second. You have all the talk of the SEC creating this master conference. If you're the if you're the college football committee, don't put two SEC teams in because then it's going to fucking fuel the fire, right? Like, well, like think about it. Why the, the fuck thing. would you? Why, when when be, you put two teams in, you get double the money. But I, I know. But but think about that for a second. If you don't have a Big Ten school in, or if you don't have a big or ACC school in, Clemson's going to go to the SEC like that. I didn't know that was a terrible snap. I don't know how to fucking snap these gloves, but like that, like it's like, like, like that it's, it's going to be that quick. And in the long run, people want to talk about collusion and all that shit. NCAA is the most fucking colluded thing in the world. Let's put it that way. (laughs) And, and, Putting two SEC teams in there after all the rumors of Clemson wanting to leave to the SEC, Oklahoma and Texas leaving, and all that, you're going to fuel the fire, right? Because then you're saying, well, the SEC is the only conference that matters. If if you decide that you're going to still pick Georgia as a top four seed and they lose the SEC championship to Alabama over Ohio State with one loss Big Ten champion or a one loss Clemson ACC champion, then all all hell's gonna break loose. Let's just put it that way. All hell's gonna break loose. But you're gonna you're you're only gonna get one of the two in because the Pac-12 champion in that scenario is undefeated. So you'd have SEC champion, Pac-12 champion. I Big Twelve, I, Oklahoma. Big say, 12, just say yeah, Oklahoma, so yeah. Did they 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 won right? Yes, they did. They killed them. They killed them. Yeah. Like, they came back. Second, the, yeah, yeah. They, they no, whooped. They almost lost last week. But Oklahoma most likely undefeated because they run the Big Twelve. They're, everybody else. It's going if all those if Alabama, Oregon, and Oklahoma win out, there's your top three, yeah. and that fourth spot will be Ohio State, Clemson, Ohio and then State, Georgia. Yeah, Ohio State, Clemson, or Georgia, and Georgia, or Anthony and Am in there. I guess yeah. I don't. If, well, if they're I mean, not, right yeah. now Georgia is number two. They're undefeated, and we get we're going to get to this a little bit later too, but Florida and Alabama have a game this weekend, which All I can't can break remember. loose very quickly. I can't remember the last time that the Gators and Crimson Tide had a regular season game, especially it's been a while. Yeah. Cause they're, cause this, they're both top 15 teams. Whoever wins this is going to be elevated to top, top two, no matter what Alabama's going to stay there. Uh, Florida won't be top two. Florida will be top four. I'll say top four. Okay, they won't top be top four. two. They, they'll still put Oregon. They'll still put. I think um, they would. I think Florida Oklahoma would jump been. Georgia if they beat Alabama. Uh, I don't know about that. Because uh, uh, well, Georgia plays Florida later this year, so they, they, do. they, they will watch that yeah. out anyways. It'll flip-flop back and forth still, but that's it's just a thought that I kind of It's just have. like I, I, I understand SEC probably has the best teams. But in the long scheme of things, having the Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten not being in the Final Four, or the ACC not being in the Final Four, and you picking two big or uh, two SEC teams in there over one of those teams, you're basically saying fuck the rest, of the con- rest, of everyone else. We you're are we care about the South. That the rules, you're proving that the rules you set forth didn't mean shit. So that's that's why that's why you have to, and with the four team rule, you have to fucking. They have to you have to pick Ohio State or Clemson over a one-loss SEC team. Yeah, you either have to be all-conference champions or one of the conference champions has to be a three-loss team. That's the only way. Because remember, Washington was able to get in in the Pac-12 being undefeated. Remember when they beat CU in the Pac-12 championship game? They were the four seed that year. They oh, lost Alabama oh, they got the their ass kicked. I remember that. Yeah. So, but, but like you, you don't give teams rematches. 
That's that's my thing also. So no. I say so say Alabama makes it all the way goes on to feed Texas A and M going back to the way things ended last season, just for an example, that's why Texas A&M didn't get a shot to be in the final. That's play. what I'm saying. You do not give me Georgia and Alabama two games in a row. The Georgia-Alabama game, or Alabama is the SEC championship. There is no shot in hell Georgia should be the final 14. Zero. I don't care. That's the way I don't care works, if they though. go undefeated. That's not a game that should happen. That's Tua's overtime touchdown was they were in the SEC championship. Georgia won the SEC championship, and then Alabama was the four seed. I that was I mean that was a terrible situation. Like it was just I'm because just, Alabama. It's, it's different because it's Alabama. There's there's almost no point in discussing what's going to happen because the committee will just decide what they want to have done at the end of it, no matter what. That's I, how it's been because we had that situation with Alabama and Georgia. We've had situations like that. In, in other years too I mean there's a one at one time uh, there was some way that UCF was going to sneak up into the final four but then it didn't happen because they just didn't they were the conference champion and they decided to go with a two loss SEC school or something like that that's what I'm saying you just gotta uh, I you are treading water. Let's put it that way. You are treading water by by fucking pushing the SEC that much. I get it that that Alabama and Georgia are definitely two of the top teams in the country. But at some point, you gotta fucking give some respect to the other teams. Yeah. Like, for, like there's 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 instances where you have the Jameis Winston's of Florida State where the ACC fucking goes off, or you have the Oregon's with Mariota that, that just shocked the world. We're not gonna get that if I get fucking Alabama versus Georgia two week, two times in a row. Like if Georgia, like it, it's just you, everybody's gonna lose the SEC. Let's put it that way. You might as well just make no conferences and say everybody play whatever. Because if you're just gonna care about Alabama and Georgia and Florida and Texas A&M, just make no conferences, make conference championships no. Because that's what we're talking about. Because the conference championship doesn't matter then. then it doesn't. At that point, do you make it win your bowl game for? At that point, we should make it win. Get invited to a bowl game at the end of the season. Win your bowl game. Get on like an eight. That's bracket. what I'm saying. Make it a fucking eight game playoff and make the bowl games more fun. The bowl game, bowl season is already fantastic. Fun. Bowl season is already fun. But we're not here to but, have but fun. But make some of those games even more worth more. Football. For fuck's sake, every other division has a tournament. Oh yeah. But one division two football playoffs, division one double A football playoffs. Those are where you see some. I don't know how we did two, just a one national championship game forever. I don't know how we did that. I don't. I don't. The money you can make a lot more money with a fucking playoff. I hate to break news to you, a fucking playoff. Give give some of those teams home games as playoff games. That's gonna bring a lot more money in than 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 this shit we're doing right now. If I was in the NCAA's good old boys club, I wouldn't be sitting next to you doing this podcast right now. I'd be somewhere on a yacht enjoying some exotic Eastern European woman that I bought. That's I'm just I'm I'm just gonna be pissed because there's a lot of damn good teams that are losing in the beginning of the year. For fu- and, and it's gonna fucking bite them because they like the SEC that much. Let's talk about let's talk about bad losses because this will be a little bit more fun. Uh, Texas, are you sure you want to move to the SEC? Oh my god! Are you were a they were a minus eight dog by the way. Like they, like they were they were yeah they were they were, they were the, the favorite. They were the favorite oh, minus yeah. eight favorite. They came, they got their asses whooped 
Oh my god. In Arkansas sucks dicks in the SEC. Fuck, Arkansas is middle of the road. Oh, uh, that's putting it generously. <laughs> Arkansas is not middle of the road. They're Arkansas not, they're, is, yeah, they're, 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 Arkansas is a cul de sac? They're the back end of the middle of the road. <laughs> Arkansas is a cul de sac that you can get on the straight road from, but they kind of just hang out by themselves <laughs> on the edge, just kind of hanging out there. <laughs> like, uh, what? They got their asses whooped, and they were at home. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's embarrassing. No, they went to Arkansas. Oh yeah, they, they were, were gonna yeah. try and go into Arkansas. That's right, they for, were. Oh, you guys think that we can't compete with the t- the middle of the SEC? Texas is not back. And, and I know this is fighting against the SEC shouldn't get two bids, but I don't give a fuck. I still think the SEC shouldn't get two bids, even if the middle of the pack teams, quote unquote, middle of the pack teams are whooping the Big Twelve teams. But like, fucking well, Texas. No, I think. The, Texas, look, Texas. Is, they are they ruining? Because USC also had a shitty loss. They, they lost had a very the, shitty loss, Stanford. yeah. Stanford sucks. That's a, their Stanford lost to an FCS team. Let's not forget about that yes. in week one. And, yeah. <laughs> and their coach is now going to have a job for another year because he beat USC. So yeah. David Shaw, I think, is the, the name of the coach. But are they ruining the luster of that 2005 Rose Bowl game? No, no. That was Vince no, Young, Matt Liner. They're they're not. It's because the fucking talent was on the field. They're not. It's Vince Young versus Reggie Bush. We're such are a still... far cry away from that. It's been 16 years, and neither of those schools have been close. I know. We still talk, but but that that game is that historic. It like is. that that that. It's, I think it's the greatest. Uh, I don't know. It's it's one, one of, of the greatest. Great, top five greatest college football games of all time. The Georgia Oklahoma Rose Bowl. Well, that game was yeah up there for me and then honestly UCF when they beat Auburn was a, a fantastic a game, game yeah that I watched all the, way the, the one thing Texas has gone for them is that they live rent free in everybody's heads on the fucking yeah, first row in, in, in the first row at the CU Texas A&M game in Denver Colorado there was guys wearing shirts that with the horns down in the Pac-12 school against the SEC school in Colorado, the guys wearing shirt not back with horns down. That's back. the only thing that got going for them is he that they live rent lying. free. He wasn't lying. Like 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 he's not lying, but they live rent free because everyone loves to shit on them and everyone loves to loves to think about Texas because it's Texas. It and I think we gotta stop thinking about Texas because we are going to get into a situation where Texas is right up there with Vanderbilt fucking the shit. Exactly what Texas wants. That's the thing. Texas they're the girl who had the attention in high school and she still knows what to say to get the attention. But she's definitely not as pretty as she was in high school. I mean, maybe Arkansas is good. No, but I mean, like, like decent. Can, they can might we... win two games in the SEC. <laughs> Man, I, I, when, when does Oklahoma, when does Oklahoma play Texas? Is that the last game of the year? No, it's somewhere. In the, it's in the middle of the season. Oh, I can't late, wait for that. Let's like just put that late away. September, early October. Oklahoma just loves that Texas fucking sucks. They love it. They really do. They are they, reveling. They in are it, yeah. reveling in that Red River rivalry. Well, what used to be one of the best. Rivalries in college football now was a fucking walkover. The game last year was a, a tight game, but that was because it was Ellinger versus Rattler. So yeah, and Rattler's first year, yeah. But um, the other games that we should talk about, Texas A&M, did they forget to play? They Dude, forget? how about my boss? Minus 17 and a half, lock of the fucking week. I, I hammered the hell out of that. I hope everyone of, listening to that too. That. I won a lot of money on that. I knew it was going to happen. you were out of your guts. See, you almost won the game. I know. They almost won. Well, I didn't think that they would be able to keep it within 20 because they only scored 35 on Northern Colorado. <laughs> and, they, and, and they did it. Honestly, 
their offense looked like garbage. Oh, the, garbage. the well, the 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 CU didn't get in the red zone again after they uh got to the two yard line and went four and fourth down and lost it. And they lost by three points. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Look, don't get me wrong, Texas AM lost their quarterback first or second drive of the game. But this is still an SEC school. Top five team in the country, you can't beat a non-ranked Pac-12 school. They should have been able to beat Colorado with the points they score on defense. They should have yeah. been able, their defense should have been able to beat CU talent-wise. Looking at the roster, like like fuck. No like, offense to CU, and I did. Van Deese had a couple tackles, and the Beatrice uh, catching punch. Yeah, had a couple catch, catches, but I wanted to give a shout out to. Uh, that linebacker, what's his... Oh, the guy with the neck roll, 53. Yeah. That dude, fuck, I don't know who you're talking about, but the Here dude the dude is the epitome of football. <laughs> yes, Nate Landry. Yeah, the, Nate Landry. He's, he's got the neck senior. roll, the fucking roll-up jerseys. Oh, man. Ten solo tackles. That dude's a dog. He is. He was all over. See, look, CU, like, they are on the right path. If it wasn't for Mel Tucker and that fuckbag going to Michigan State, this team could be a Pac-12... Title contender. Let's put that way. I'm not going to say they are now. They they were, and and they got a chance maybe now this year to go through the Pac-12 because if they can play teams like they did against Texas A&M, they can make some teams' life hell. And hopefully, you took my over three and a half wins on the Buffs because that's like plus three hundred. Yeah, like like it's the Buffs have a good shot at at doing some things, but this is a blaring obvious that Texas A&M is not a top four team. Put it that way. I am very happy this team wasn't in the top four last year. And Texas A&M is a fraud. Let's put it that way. You don't have Johnny Manziel and Mike Evans out there anymore. But I hate to break the news Kellen to you. Kellen Mond was, was pretty damn good. But Spiller's pretty good. He's the one who caught the touchdown pass to win the oh, game. Oh, he's going to be a, he's gonna be a good running back at the next level. But, like, this Texas A&M, you're not back either. <laughs> Texas isn't back, but neither are you. <laughs> Uh, the last game before we talk a little bit about the rankings, then we'll get to a break. We're going a little bit long on the first half. There was a lot of stuff to talk about. <clears throat> the Cyhawk Trophy game. Talk about tweet, a fucking game. Oh, my was, God. Uh, hopefully you listened to me and took the under because I, I think we talked about it. It wasn't one of my beats, but we talked about that. Hopefully, hopefully you listened to me and picked Iowa plus 165 money line oh, because I, that, I hit, I've hit that two weeks in a row now. My money line underdog that I picked, I hit two weeks in a I row. I won more money. I took plus four and a half and well, even more money, which, which, was even, which was even more money. But still, yeah, I, I took your beat on that. that but, I was... I was good. I won't say that Iowa State is bad. Iowa's defense is. Iowa's defense is fucking good. maybe the best in the country. They I made am ready Michael to say Penix that. Look like Michael Penix Jr. <laughs> Michael Penix Jr. was having a offensive player of the Big Ten type of campaign last year, and then he comes out in Week One this season and looks absolutely. Lost. They, they've had three and, offensive t- defensive touchdowns. Yeah, three defensive touchdowns in two weeks. Well, Brock Purdy. He's a guy that has won bowl games for Iowa State and kept him in. He he was in he was the starter for for the Cyclones in a bowl game as a freshman in the Alamo Bowl and went toe to toe with the team that he was playing there. This is a guy who's played tons of football and Iowa. Iowa State is no slouch, but Iowa, we gotta start talking about them being Big Ten Big Ten Big Ten champions. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're they're gonna be right there. They are gonna like, be this in the def- West, like, so legit- they don't have to worry about playing. I think they don't have to worry about Ohio State till the like, conference This team legit has a good chance, I think, at the Final Four. I'm serious because this defense is that good. If they beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship, they'll be in the Final this Four. This defense is that good. Yeah. Um, so that was – it was a great game. It was 27-17. The Hawkeyes were in it till the end. It'll be interesting. Matt Campbell's going to need to uh, 
get something going. I think he's a good enough coach to figure it out, but that, it's going to kind of come down to him and how he's able to rally his team because that's a tough loss. I mean, at home against your in-state rival, uh, the game that's been very close the last few years, but you're this is the year that you're supposed to be ahead of Iowa. Uh, Everybody was – this is the year – that's the when people were predicting Iowa State to win the Big 12 – you got to think about it this way. If they won the Big 12, if they just won the Big 12 at all, so if everybody sucked and they had to win six games to win it, it's the best season that they've had in, co- in school history. Yeah. They've never won the conference. There, there's two teams that have never had – I saw the stat. It's crazy. Two teams in the Power Five conferences that have never had a first-round draft pick, Iowa State and Indiana. Hmm. Every other team has had a first-round draft pick. So that's kind of crazy to think about. But, yeah. Iowa is <laughs> Iowa is what Texas thinks they could be. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Iowa is Iowa. Oh yeah, backup quarterback there. He 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 played against Indiana too. Yeah. Got, got played pretty well. But His yeah, dad's the, a listener by the way. He I know. I, Iowa has some dogs. Yeah. Iowa has some dogs, and like I said, this defense has the possibility to win them, like get them into the final four. Okay. Like I know the main thing it's wild because they're I don't know what they're ranked. Oh, they're five now, but yeah. like like the literally this defense has that good. Yeah, so let's talk about the rankings. Obviously, Alabama stays put. Georgia moves up to number two after. Are you uh, sure they were not number three last week or not number two last week? Because I think they moved to number two because Oklahoma that uh, they that moved, game against Tulsa they moved up to number two. Okay. Um, because of Ohio State's loss and Oklahoma didn't look good in their their win against uh, um, Tulane. Oklahoma is three, Oregon four, Iowa's number five, and then Clemson State at six. Oregon moved up eight spots with their win over Ohio State. I mean, State. why the fuck not? You win that, go into Ohio State and do that? That's just a that. lot more respect than any other school in the Pac-12 gets when it comes to rankings. Hey, I love it, That's though. Give the Pac-12 some love. Um, but then Iowa also moves up five after they beat number nine. It was a 9-10 matchup going into the weekend, so they move up five to number five. And then Clemson stays put at six. Clemson's got to be very confident. Is they got they got an ACC schedule coming up. That's what. Yes, worry about the Tigers. DJ Uyagalale didn't look good against Florida State. They bounced back. It was a it was a gimme game that they have, but he's gonna be better. And all they have to do now is just win a very soft ACC schedule and win the ACC championship, and you're gonna be back in in the playoff. In the contention, yeah. They so, they're gonna need some things to happen though because. You I would stay, not. You, gotta, yeah. you can't lose another game. You got no room for error at this point, and you got to stay around six. You're six to five. You'll be in a good shot of making the final. They don't have the Trevor Lawrence factor at the no. top. You think about it. The reason why Clemson was always a top four is because of the Trevor Lawrence factor. You don't have that anymore. Like your team. RIP his perfect regular season. Yeah, period. that was also funny. But yeah, they don't have the Trevor Lawrence factor. Where well, if this team loses one game, they're still a Final Four team. I don't think they are. Mm-mm. Uh, one other thing that I saw with the rankings, and then we'll uh, get into the break here, but uh, Texas A&M dropped two spots after beating CU. So I kind of wanted to bring that up because that shows the lack of respect that CU garners. When I, I think CU is a good team, and they should have been able to play A&M tough, but that win was no nothing in the eyes of the voters, and the voters actually moved Texas A&M down after. I that. mean, you lose a you. Well, you were number five team in the country. They didn't play like it. They moved Oklahoma down for that reason too. Like it's, that's what happens when you beat unranked teams that like by three points. And just the fact that merit is. Yeah, that's kind of what happens. All right, we're gonna get into the break, and when we come back, we'll finish up the episode with our segments and uh, talk about some interesting stories and our pick 'em. We got a lot of stuff still to cover, but uh, that'll be coming up here on the far end of the bench with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. 
Hey, what's up, D2 football fans? This is Jimmy Pilato. I am the D2Football.com RMAC Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference columnist, and I wanted to uh, get on here today and let everybody know that coming up here soon, very soon, we will be releasing our first episode this Friday. That is going to be September... And now I'm going to have to pull it up here, but it is going to be released this Friday, September 10th, and it will be a weekly 30-minute podcast where I talk about the biggest game of the weekend from the RMAC in last week and then look forward to the upcoming biggest game of the week and talk about the players and different things going around in the Division II world of the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. Super excited to be writing for D2Football.com, and this podcast will be available on all your favorite podcasting platforms as well as over there on the actual website. D2Football.com is that website. Be sure to check out my columns that I've been writing, and be sure to check out Top of the Mountain Podcast with myself, Jimmy Pilato, every Friday on the D2Football.com website. Welcome back to episode 57 of the Far End of the Bench podcast with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. Uh, be sure if you, you just heard the ad for my Top of the Mountain podcast, if you're reading the columns that I write for D2Football.com, <clears throat> be sure to check that out every Friday. It's on Spotify right now is the main platform. It's also on the website D2Football.com. Uh, but I just had an interview with the GLIAC columnist there, and then I'm also uh, obviously still doing Dago Express every other Tuesday um, and everything like that. But now... It's time, Nico, for the best and worst of the week. Oh, the very, very best, the very, very worst. <laughs> uh, well, do you want to start at the bottom or do you want to start at the well, top? Let's start at the bottom because we have two very, very similar ones, but I'll let you go first. All right. Well, this is, thank, thank, thank you, Twitter, because Twitter. Uh, this ties directly in. Jalen Mayfield, who is the offensive lineman drafted from Michigan to Atlanta, uh, he had a tweet go out. He sent out a tweet during the draft process. It's simple. You want to protect your quarterback, you draft me, period. He didn't write period, but he put a period at the end of it, so you knew he's putting his foot down. Well, he didn't put his foot down on Sunday. <laughs> he might have. It looks like he, was st- he stepped on – it looks like somebody stomped on Matt Ryan's face. There was a picture, and he learned quickly how the internet doesn't forget because they immediately took a screenshot of the tweet that he had sent out. And then a picture, because Fox, for whatever reason, showed video of Matt Ryan face down with his head in the turf. And the only offensive lineman or the only person in Atlanta, I mean, he might have not even given up the sack, but the only person in Atlanta uniform next to Matt Ryan sprawled out on the ground is Jalen Mayfield. Yeah, that was, that's not a good look. Not a good look. Not a good look. I love offensive linemen. I know how difficult it is, but that's not good. Yeah, let's piggyback off of that. My bench one week is Taylor the one. Do I need to say less? Do do I need to say less? No, but that one just hurts. I I don't care about Jalen Mayfield. Taylor the one. Taylor, I love Taylor the one, but bro. That was I think embarrassing. He's the best, and unfortunately, I think he's one of the best pass blocking defenses or tight end, or offensive tackles in the league. I oh, think that he was is. bad. It's you, you, you. I think five. honestly, hopefully, here's what I'm hoping. He needed to get out there and have a game on his knee that where he sucks absolute dicks. But he proves to himself that he can still play. Like, it was that, that five sacks in a game. There's a reason why it doesn't happen. <laughs> At some point, get him some help. Hold him. Saffold, Saffold, help him. Don't double that way. Do something. Well, Saffold's part of the double team on J.J. Watt. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> if you double team Chandler Jones, you're leaving JJ Watt one on one. I mean, somebody. at that point, do it because you. Because you, JJ Watt's going to go up against Taylor Lewan and slap him around. We're like, going to have uh, two step dads. But right now, oh, Chandler yeah. Jones, if you're a listener, if you're a wolf, and no offense, guys, I really hope like. Uh, get us, have us on the pod. We'll discuss. I don't think that uh, you guys are gonna see this, but if you do, Will Compton, Taylor Lewan. I love, uh, I love them, but shit, Chandler that's Jones so tough. Is the stepdad of Nashville right now. That, that was so bad in and, Tennessee. And, and, and we were forced to that. watch Chandler Jones do what he wanted. And I hate, to, I hate to be that guy, but Taylor Lewan will never be the same because of the injury. When you, I hope, when you, I, hope he, I hope he does. I think that's what we're going to see uh, this weekend, but there is that possibility. That but shit, knows. that's so tough, man. That's five it's his own, sacks. It's his first injury. It's his first big injury. Five so, sacks. One guy let up five sacks. Let's put it that way. Taylor Hill ate the ground five times by one guy on Sunday because of one guy. That's the easiest bench over the week. Sorry, I had to do it, but it's it's true. All right, bring me up now. Most dominant team. Who's most dominant? New Orleans Saints. Fucking coming in the Lambo and punking the Packers, punking them. Jameis came and said, "I'm the man. I'm 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 40. I'm the man." <laughs> and and Jameis, I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah, Jameis came in balling out. The Saints team. There, everyone's like, eh, "Is this team even gonna be?" good like and and they said they yeah no one thought they would including myself and yep. the saints, everybody saints, I, saints came in and punked the reigning nfc championship uh with the reigning mvp with the reigning mvp like that was something to behold and the number one receiver as voted on by the rest of the league Devonte Adams got uh, locked up. Marshawn Lattimore said, "I'll come and take this." Andy got paid. Marshawn Lattimore said, "I want all the smoke. Give me the bag and Devonte Adams all day long." All right, we'll take a break quickly from football. And my most dominant team of the week is the Toronto Blue Jays because they scored forty-seven runs in a four-game series. Almost <laughs> wasn't it that against the Orioles too? Yes, yeah. I saw that video where Robbie Ray was chirping the manager. I thought that was funny. So, well. The Orioles, night, the Orioles, Orioles, Rockies suck, but the Orioles are worse. The Orioles gave up 22 runs. <laughs> oh shit! They're in, I mean, and Toronto's in the middle of a playoff push, so they needed it. 47 runs in a weekend is a hell of a weekend. That's Your yeah. Offense is on. That that that's what we call smoking hot. Like that's that's you can't get hotter than that. You're about to uh, reach the next level at that point. All right, uh, let's now. We'll, we'll address last week of the pick We're watching the ending of Monday Night Football. It looks like Nico won one bet with Darren Waller. He got a touchdown. Except it looks these like motherfuckers are going to win by three points, yeah, and the three and a half is going to kill me. Right now, minute, minute 29, 29 left. So, hey, there's still a chance the Ravens can, can, can win a touchdown or it's score a touchdown third here. And four. It's third and four just past the 50. So they're going to have to get the first down. You know, Justin Tucker can hit a 50-yard bomb. I just I need like a like – a, like a, the, the Raiders to let him in. Let him in. <laughs> Push let, him in the end zone. Let him score. <laughs> um, but uh, last week in the pick so far, again, depending on how the Ravens game goes, if the Ravens win, I will be 11 and 5. You will be 8 or 9 and 7. And then you, bench warmers, will be 8. Nine seven and one, nine six and one. Nine, nine six and one. Oh, because there was a tie. They had they had one tie. I can't remember which game it was, but there was one game where they had even number. So what you're saying points. is I got the upper hand. You, they have the upper hand. <laughs> I got a but half game upper hand. On you, you're third right now. I'm nine seven. Oh, nine six and one fucking counts as a half loss. a point. Yeah. Shit, that's terrible. Yep. Damn it. 
How do you think that the... the I don't know. I, the, the, it's like kisses your... The stay playoff relevant because of that tie. The half, the half game. Point, yeah. yeah. The half game is how they do it. Um, but yeah, I feel... I'll just quickly get it out of the way. I'm not going to gloat too much. I feel good about winning week one. I felt very solid about my picks coming into last week, and everything paid off. So. Yeah, if Chant lose parlay, I put together last week, lost in the first 20 minutes. One of the fucking Titans got shit-wrecked. Yeah, that was bad. I was hoping that I would... All of the games that we lost were, unfortunately, most of the games I lost were games that we lost together. Yeah, like like <laughs> you had a couple others, like the Bengals. Well, the Bengals, Bengals one, I had the I had the Washington Football Team yeah. one. Um, I think Brian Fitzpatrick, by the way, hip subluxation because my shoulder used to sublux. Yeah, and that, that doesn't feel good. No, the poor Ryan Fitzpatrick, I feel that bad for that guy. It really is. All right, let's uh, get into week two. So we'll continue on the standings. Be sure. We'll tweet out, uh, this video will come out Friday, so we'll tweet out the thread with all of our polls with every single game for the weekend, so be sure to vote in all of those. But for this week, we start off Thursday Night Football, the New York Football Giants taking on the Washington football team, formerly known as Washington Redskins. I'm going to keep it a buck here. The Giants were not, did not show me anything this week. Nothing. The Broncos steamrolled your talent. Look, let me let me let me let me put this in a way that's very very kind. Joe Judge did know that you can't challenge touchdowns because they're automatically reviewed. He threw a challenge flag. Well, on a play that's automatically reviewed, that means they lost the timeout. That that's the New York Giants in a nutshell, right there. You you, you throw a challenge flag on a play that's automatically reviewed. <laughs> well, like, come on, a Washington football team all the way. Uh, you you had the Giants to win that division. I'm telling you right now, that's not fucking happening. I, no, I have them finish second. Who did you have winning? Washington. I have Washington. Oh, New York, I, we both I have Washington. Dallas I thought, yeah, I thought you had. Oh, that that's where Dallas we argue because I had Dallas over there. New York. But yeah, look, look, I I'm picking Washington. Please get a name. I'm begging you. Please pick the Red Wolves or the Red Hogs. The Red Hogs, the Red I will Hawks. fucking buy a Red Hog shirt. Yeah. Uh, the fucking sign me up I for that shit. I wear a Hog shirt anyway, so yeah, I'll wear a Red Hog shirt. And that, I'll wear a pig nose. But please pick, please pick a name. I'll, I'm be begging. I'll switch. I won't switch. You won't switch alliances. But I you'll won't be a, switch, but I will be a Bengals slash That will Red be Hogs your fan. NFC team. Yes. That'll be your and NFC team. I will team. have just as much garb and try and go to just as many games for the Red Hogs, if that's who they choose. Okay, so we're we're both picking Washington. I'm sure that most of the bench warmers are also going to be picking Washington. Uh, the Bengals at the Bears. Obviously, the storyline coming into this Andy Dalton revenge game. Yeah, that, that, hurt, that hurts. That hurts, doesn't Chicago it? Chicago sucks. It's just, Chicago's bad. Chicago doesn't know what to do. They, they don't. The, Chicago isn't even – here's the thing. Chicago's not quite as talented as the Bengals. And their coaching staff is just as incompetent as the Bengals. Therefore, the Bengals' slightly better talent should make this terrible matchup of two bad teams go in favor of Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to say we get a 2-0 start. The edge you have is that defense. Oh, my God. The Bears defense oh, both sucks. Defenses suck. Honestly, this might be a shootout. Hammer the over. Yeah. Please hammer the over. Because I saw some Stafford throws that I'm like – Cooper Cup doesn't have twenty anyone within twenty yards. Yeah, Eddie Jackson, who was supposed to be Eddie Jackson, was a good player a few years was. back. Was but this defense, if they didn't have Khalil Mack, this would be the worst defense in the NFL. Oh my! Like I poor oh, Roquan Smith and poor Khalil Mack. I, 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 I wanna look. I'm worried 
picking the Bengals here because I feel like Justin Fields is gonna get the nod. <laughs> I don't think he's getting some the point. nod. He, <laughs> he'll get the nod if Andy Dalton gets absolutely wrecked, which which I think could happen. Who, who won? Well, Von well Bell. then Von again, Bell. the Bengals don't have a whole. No, Von, Von Bell. But. Von Bell brings Von Bell brings the wood. Ask Juju Smith Schuster how Von Bell feels when he hits. Uh, that's that's who finally got him to stop with the Corvette Corvette shit. That's true. But so I'm I'm gonna go with the Bengals here too. Thank this you. this is the one I think that I may lose though. I am not confident because wow. it's an Andy Dalton revenge game. Wow. That's the only reason why. Because right. I think the look, both fan bases, the Bears and Bengals, this is exactly the way the Broncos and the Giants game was. Both fan bases are like, all right, this is a get right game. The other team sucks. Both these teams are thinking that way. Yeah. The Bears are coming in like, it's oh, the Bengals are the not. Spider-Man yeah, now. the Bengals are trash. Like, oh, we can come in and beat them. The Bengals are doing the exact same thing. I will tell you right now, Joe Burrow on his worst day with the flu is better than what Andy Dalton can be right now. This, this is, is true. The, this, this is true. Not the Andy Dalton that was ma- getting the Bengals to the playoffs and losing that wild card. This, this is very, very true. It hurts. But you're. T- I bring it up. But both defenses are so bad. Yeah, they it's both it's it's gonna be tough. <laughs> also, they tied the game, which is huge for my cover. Yeah, <laughs> huge is. for my cover. Go to overtime. So please, Ravens, give me a touchdown it's here. It's not the Bengals, so they could score a touchdown. Um, so yeah, we both go Bengals on that one. Uh, Texans at Browns. I went with the Browns. Do I need a stutter? Browns easily here. Texans, look, you had fun. It was a good game. You had fun. I hope you had fun because the Browns. You're not that guy. You're not not going to win that division. The Browns are 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 good. Very very good. Very. And what they showed on Sunday is that they can't close. But that defense. Look, they played arguably the the greatest trio in NFL history in Mark and Kelsey Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. That defense is getting such an easy matchup compared to what they saw in week. But like Stavian Clowney and Miles Garrett are gonna tee off. Mm-hmm. They are gonna line that shit up on a fucking stake and bound that ball five hundred yards. Like I feel bad for Tyrod Taylor because this may be a game where fucking. Who's the guy that they drafted out of Stanford? Oh, uh, David David Mills. Mills Mills is going to be coming he in. Was one of our gems in the <laughs> he's, he's one of our thumbnails on YouTube. Yeah, he's going he's going to come in and be the quarterback by the third quarter because Tyrod. Because please pray for Tyrod Taylor. That's all I'm going to say. Just please pray for Tyrod Taylor. All right, Rams Colts. I went with the Rams. I'm going the Rams too. Colts didn't show me a whole lot. The Rams did. The Rams defense. Oh my God, Ramsey. You can tell our competitive nature is kicking in because we're both. <laughs> In the same games because we both don't want to be. Yeah, because I'm not an idiot. I'm not picking Carson. Because now Wentz. we have the possibility to lose to the fans. Yeah, so I guess that adds to that little bit of element. Well, Stafford, uh, I'm telling you, he's different. He's different with this with the sleeve. He's different. Don't dance, Matthew. No, no touchdown dancers. Uh, Bills at Dolphins. I went with Miami. I'm I'm going with the Bills. I think the Bills still are better. The Bills are still they they ran I, into yeah. a great defense, a great defense. I'll tell you one thing, the Dolphins don't have the same defense the Bills or the the Steelers do. That's a fact. They don't have the talent they do in the back end. They don't have the pass rushers that 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 uh that Steelers have. I'm going with the Bills. It's a it's a get right game in my opinion. The Dolphins are talented enough on offense, especially. I mean Jalen Waddle. Talk about you know thinking everybody thinking you picked the wrong guy and just proving no Jalen Wall is that guy. Jalen Wall is just that guy. fine yeah. as a top six overall pick, but Xavier Howard like their secondary is good, and Josh Allen didn't didn't look great. No, he and didn't. That's the best part of the the uh, Pittsburgh defense is the secondary with Minka Fitzpatrick and and those guys Tremaine Edmonds. Best part of the Miami defense is the secondary. Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. And Miami's home. 
This is Miami's home opener. So. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not trying to persuade you. I'm just giving you. My I know. I'm, I'm still riding hey, with Bills Mafia. I'm the Dolphins. I'm Remember st- every. I, I didn't say one nice thing about the Dolphins at all. I know. You you shit on them all year for no reason. Two, two I don't know why. That's just that's the that's the reason. That's all I have. Uh, Patriots and Jets. So we got two both NFC East matchups. Going. Yeah, I'm not starting. The Jets suck. Zach Wilson, sick. You got a good quarterback. You got a good coach. The rest of your team is just straight up not talented. I, I may be harsh. Your team's not talented. You're not. Robert Salah can only do so with so much. Do so much with what he has. Like I don't care if your head coach is is a stud. I don't care if your quarterback is the next fucking Aaron Rodgers. Your team isn't talented. I got nothing defensively. Nothing. Unfortunately, uh, but by the way, when... Mac Jones is going to have a day. Let's put it that way. When the Jets do win at some point this season, because I don't think that they're going to go 0-17, Robert Sala will be the first Muslim or Arab-born and Muslim head coach to win a football game in the NFL. I mean, I'm hoping it happens for him, but the Jets fucking suck. The Jets suck, though. Adam Gase Gase won at least four games as the head coach of the Jets in two seasons. I'm just going to put it this way. The Jets need a tank for the fucking guy from Oregon. The the, the defensive end, who I can't pronounce his name. I forgot what his name is. But the defensive end from Oregon who didn't play against Ohio State, but he's the number one recruit. You need a tank for him. Let's put it that way. But but, because the Jets... Look, their defense is ass. The ta- the, the wide receivers are, are terrible. They have fucking Tevin Coleman as their number one running back. Oh, Kayvon Thibodeau? Yep, that's who the guy that he had tank for right that's there. That's not that difficult. That's not I, really I just difficult. forgot his name. I forgot his name. Because that's the, the worst part about Uwe Aguilele is... You remember his name, but you don't know how to pronounce it. Uwe Aguilele. I can't spell it. <laughs> yeah. I can't even come close to spell yeah, it. It's, it's just a bunch of vowels, and you just throw them out there. There's a lot of U's and a lot of I's. Um... Yeah, we both got New England in that one over uh, the New York Jets and Zach Wilson. 49ers at Eagles. I went with San Francisco. Honestly, I'm going to say a trap game. Trap? San Francisco looked terrible at the end of the game. You were up 31 to 10. They almost didn't cover. But the Eagles, the Eagles, Eagles are not Jalen Hurts looked very Jaylen good. Jalen Hurts looked good, but the Falcons suck. Falcons I told suck. you that last Falcons week, and you were like, oh, come on. <laughs> I thought Kyle Pitts was going to have this game, come but on, I man. thought they, twice. Jalen Hurts is a stud. They suck. Jalen Hurts is good. Please don't fuck people, us up, Philly. The people around Jalen Hurts and the coach in Philadelphia, that's You why. love shitting on Sirianni. Mike, Kyle Shanahan is better than 30 other of the... I agree. So it's not like it's weird that I'm shitting on Nick Sirianni in this situation. Kyle Shanahan's gonna te- take him to school. Oh, I'm picking the 49ers. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying I think it's gonna be closer than people think. You said that about I mean, you got that right about the Cowboys game last week. So I'm not gonna say you're completely wrong, but I I don't see there being a way that Philadelphia wins. I do. Jimmy Garoppolo sucking. And Trey Lance cut big force into the game. That's what I see. I, if also, they force Trey Lance into the game, I think that they have a better chance of winning than if they. Just you also got to remember this offense from 49ers, Trey Sermon didn't even suit up. He was a healthy scratch. And Mostert's now out for eight weeks. Well, I don't even know who their other running back is. The thing about the Kyle Shanahan running scheme. It doesn't matter who the fuck's back there. You and I could run for yeah. 750 apiece. It really doesn't matter because the, the blocking scheme, having Juice Check up front in front you, of you, you and Kittle. You legitimately don't get touched. Even if their offensive line wasn't as good as it is, you legitimately just don't get touched until you're three yards downfield because of the way it's schemed. There's a hat for everybody, and sometimes there's two hats on one. 
and they get and you then having good old forty four leading yes. the way doesn't matter who the fuck's back there. If you have a per, if you have a fullback like that, life is just easy. The really fullback is. like I say, Juszczyk, and I like Picard, or and, Picard. and Ingold. Ingold too Ingold for too. Picard, yeah. Ricard, Patrick Ricard, who was defense alignment too. Yeah, he's three hundred pounds. Boy is <laughs> a big big, boy. big man. But, the so. Buccaneers use Vita Vea too as as a fullback too. Oh, there's, that is not that is not fun. You see the highlight of him bull rushing. The, That's a fucking dominating performance. Just, oh my he's god! He's doing that to a 315 pound man. Oh my god, that was just unreal. Vita Vea just stepped out like him. He's going against the child. Vita Vea legit, I think, is the best defensive tackle in football. Like he just said, so, "I'm be- I'm better than you. I don't care. I don't need to. I don't need to do a move on you. I'm gonna run you straight into your quarterback, and your day is gonna be miserable." I used to watch because uh, I used one of the offensive line coaches that I had in college coached it. See you and you had coached under people one of the guys at washington so we watched washington pass protection film and the centers and guards a couple of them good on them they were able to win but they would have to go against vita vea and the, the helmet just doesn't look right no it doesn't head. it doesn't fit no it's <laughs> almost like if he took the helmet off his head would be bigger like like somebody get him a bigger helmet seriously please and he's just walking these 18 19 year old pups just straight back into the quarterback yeah sack. sack i'm gonna pick you up and i'm gonna throw you at the quarterback that's a sack um, next game that we have here, Raiders at Steelers. It hurts me, but I picked the Steelers. I picked the Steelers too. Raiders are surprising a lot of people on Monday night. The game's almost over as we're talking about it. But the, the Steelers are still – their defense is too damn good. And Ben Roethlisberger is trying to do his best Peyton Manning impression. He's trying to go out on top. He's yeah. not going to do anything to put his team in harm's way, but he's not going to do anything to go better. They're gonna have to. They're gonna need more out of Najee Harris and the. Rangers. I expect that they have played a good run defense in Buffalo. Um, that's one of the strengths that Buffalo has. So I, I would expect them to have a better, better week, especially against the Raiders, who defense is very, very banged up and not as good as what it was. Saints at Panthers. I went with New Orleans. Went New Orleans as well. J Boo baby, Jameis is famous. Jameis is showing one. Sam Darnold though, he won't last long. He did not uh, look he, very good. He he he, he outplayed. Looked good in the first half. He looked good in the first half, but he is not the long term answer. I think maybe they gave Teddy Bridgewater. They didn't give him enough credit because they had no weapons. They had zero weapons on offense. Teddy Bridgewater with weapons now is doing a lot better, but Sam Darnold they're gonna need to do more. They're asking too much of Christian McCaffrey. Would you rather see Will Greer or one of the other backups? No, you let Darnold ride. You'd ride Darnold because he's still young. You ride with Darnold a few years, and then if it doesn't work out, you don't start winning football games, then you move on. Next game on the list, Broncos at Jaguars. I did not pick Jacksonville. Yeah, um, this is the lock of the week. The, the Drew lock of the week, as I called it last year. This is the Drew lock of the week, the, the, but but the in a good way, not – I'm going to get replaced. Clipboard kind of way. Yeah, Jaguars defense. Oh, my God. This defense is you, – you give – look, no offense to Tyrod Taylor, but an offense made up of Tyrod Taylor, Brandon Cooks, and fucking Mark Ingram put up 30-some points on you. This is going to be a walk in the park. I'm sorry. I don't care if Trevor Lawrence throws for 500 yards. This team cannot stop a soul. Uh, next one up, Vikings at Cardinals. Arizona – uh, I picked Arizona because the way that they dominated in week one, and we talked about it. Kirk Cousins is the death of this Vikings team. 
Oh yeah, that's uh, I'm 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 riding Arizona too because the simple Kyler Murray. Fuck! Oh my God, this Cardinals team. I would have picked the Cardinals even if they didn't have the week they had last week because my God, are they a bunch of dogs? But Cardinals, man, the team is team is more talented. Let's put it that way. It doesn't matter what Dalvin Cook does. The team is more talented. There, that general manager understands that he's on a clock and he's doing everything he can to put himself in the best position right now. Uh, as as the Raiders won an overtime touchdown, they, they counted it. Yeah, I think they did. It looks like he's down. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, he's down. So either it's way, my back. fuck, I'm, I lost my money. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Next uh, next game here, Falcons at Bucks. Uh, Do we need a stutter here? <laughs> this is this. Well, is, I mean, I'm just saying you stuttered on Atlanta last week. Yeah, I did because it was the fucking uh, Eagles. <laughs> that's why. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. It was the Eagles, and that's how bad Atlanta is. Yeah, I'm going Bucks here, 100. percent No doubt about that. Bucks all the way. Cowboys at Chargers. Uh, you gave the Cowboys a lot of credit last week. I did, and, and people and were shitting were, on me for they, it. They earned it, but. Uh, I still don't think that they're that great of a team. I and I like the fact that the Chargers were able to win the game that they would have lost. They were the most. They are the most talented offensive team in that division. I don't think anyone can doubt that. They didn't even touch Zeke with the ball. They didn't even leash Zeke at all, and they put up points like no one. They're being creative. I'm going with the Cowboys here because the Chargers lose stupid games like this, and. The fact you go into Washington and beat Taylor Heineke by four points, I'm sorry. The the, the Washington football team. That's like, as good as Taylor Heineke's going to look for the rest of the season. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but shit, that's not – like, you're you're not – that's that's just I'm not rubber. putting as much credit into that because they weren't expecting to play – they were expecting to play Tannehill. Or you mean Fitzpatrick, but still. I do that all the fucking time. They're the same, but I'm going Cowboys because this offense is – is too talented. The Chargers defense, I don't think is anything. People want to say Joey Bosa this or and and Durham with James that. I think Joey but Bosa no. is getting way overshadowed by yes. Brother. Yes, very um, much so. Uh, by the way, you guys need to vote in these polls because you guys are also the deciding vote. Because when we have this the disagreements like we do, I mean not too so much this week, but like that game, you guys are being being the deciding votes. So be sure to vote uh, at FEOTB Pod. Next game that we have here. Before Sunday Night Football, Titans at Seahawks. Um, I'm not just going to go for the boys off the bat anymore because that burned the shit that, out of my Yeah, ass burned the week. shit out of both our asses. Yeah. Um, so I went with Seattle because it's early in the season and Russell Wilson always likes to be in the quote-unquote MVP race up until week six. I'm going gonna, gonna to go different here. I know I'm going to lose this, but I think they can get it right. I'm going to go Titans here. It pains me, but I'm going to go Titans here because – Derek Henry and Mike Rabel will, will get that team fucking juiced up. Did you see what he was saying to Julio Jones? He straight up said it was like he, that is a that is a selfish move because on third and one, Julio Jones got a personal foul f- penalty third and sixteen. He said that's selfish. Mike Rabel fires his team up like no other, and Seattle just played a very terrible team in, in Indianapolis. I think Seattle's the playoff team, don't get me wrong, but I still think Tennessee's the best team in that division. At some point, they got to win some football games. This, At some point, they have to. This really comes down to me. I think this is the main point of the season where Seattle wins games easily. Yeah. Well, I mean, not necessarily easily. Remember week two last year, that was the classic on Monday Night Football, or it was Sunday Night Football between Cam and the Patriots. When the Patriots pulled out the white and blues for the first time, sure they are. So they, but they are a much better team, weeks one to six, 
than they are weeks six so, through sixteen or seventeen now. Yeah. And the, so the one thing I'll say about this game also is you're seeing the loss of Arthur Smith. Yeah. Arthur Smith, there's a like new new coordinator is going to take time with Tannehill. Tannehill, the offense was built for Derrick Henry and Tannehill to thrive. Now this offense is a little bit different because you have Julio, you have A.J. Brown. Things are a little bit different. So I think it could be a little bit interesting what Tennessee does going forward, but I think it's a get-right game. All right, Sunday night football matchup. Chiefs and Ravens, uh, as it stands now. It the, the, like, the Raiders are fucking themselves. Yeah, the <laughs> They're on the one-yard line. The one, <laughs> and they just they, jumped off sides. They haven't been able to score. The yet. Raiders are going to Raider. Let's uh, put it that well, way. <laughs> it's good. They're in your division. The, the Raiders are like the Bengals for you. Um, yeah, the Chiefs and Ravens. I went with Kansas City, even though it was close against Ball or B- Cleveland. That was more because Cleveland is a good team, and Cle- people like my dad, who were surprised that Cleveland was able to hang around, didn't didn't put any stock or any faith that Baker Mayfield, Kevin Stefanski, and all these guys last year had something going. So. Yeah, don't don't forget about that running game with Cleveland. There's a reason why they're fucking that good. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, <laughs> Kareem Hunt, former Kansas City Chief. But yeah, the the Chiefs here. I'm going to ride with I, – I wrote down Baltimore, but as I'm watching this game, I really don't want to pick them because doing this picking, against the Raiders. I'm not picking the Ravens solely for the fact that when we picked them last week, they injured half of their team afterwards. This is also true. I'm going to ride with the Chiefs now because what the Ravens showed on Monday night. Um, it's the, the Ravens, I think, lost too much. The defense is depleted without Peters on the backside. Look, Peters adds a dimension to that defense. Don't doubt about that. But, yeah, I have to ride with the Chiefs because they're too damn talented. All right, the last game, Monday Night Football. You're going to be – you. I, I, already, I saw the eye roll. I saw the eye roll when I was typing this out earlier today. But the Lions going to Lambeau to take on the Packers. Look, <laughs> I am riding the Packers. I know you're picking the Lions here, but shit, fucking at some point. Oh my god, the Ravens just picked them off. Fuck yeah, and the Reds on Raiders gonna Raider baby. Um, wow, that's hilarious. But yeah, no, I'm Packers all the way. Look, when you play the Saints, who are good, who are, are a good team for a lot of years, it's the Lions. James Winston is not that much better than Jared Goff. Oh, stop. Stop. No, no. Stop. Yes, he is. No, yes, not. he is. No, yes, he is. 100%. There's he is no so much more talented than Jared Goff. No. no. Yes, he is. No. All, all, difference, all the difference is the scheme that they play in. <laughs> and the divisions that if they Jared play Goff in. Played Jared for the, Goff played in the NFC West for a long time. That was the toughest. If Jared toughest Goff divisions. played for the Saints, the Saints would have got their ass kicked last week. Jameis Winston put on a damn show. The dude cannot speak sometimes. He forgets. His coach told him that all they needed was practice, and then he forgot what he said, and then he said all, all we need is practice. But I am going with the fucking Packers because the Lions are not better than the Packers. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers is unmotivated. It's the fact that they're going to Lambeau. You're telling me a fucking second-year coach or a first-year coach and Dan Campbell goes in to fucking Lambeau? No. No, no, it doesn't happen. I'm sorry, it doesn't he's happen. He's gonna kick this loom door wide open. He might get shot in the doorway, but he's gonna kick that it's, door down. Doesn't happen. I'm sorry, it doesn't. He's gonna give Aaron Rodgers his coffee order, and Rodgers is gonna be too sick from all the caffeine. His body's gonna shut down, and he's not gonna play. It doesn't happen. I'm sorry. No, no chance in hell. That's... I went with the Lions. If you, if you can't tell, so that's gonna do it for week two of the Pick'em. Like I said, we'll put out the Twitter polls on Friday. Be sure to vote in them. Or on Thursday, actually. This video comes out Thursday before Thursday Night Football. So be sure to vote in the polls at FEOTB Pod. 
And now we get to transition into our segments, which is going to be a lot of fun. I found some. They're still off the wall, but these ones, uh, it's not. A little Jeff, more on the it's wall. It's not Jeff Bezos searching for the cure to aging. Yeah. Um, but we'll start with What's Brewing, presented by our friends at the High Alpine Brewing Company. I'm wearing my Gunnison Cowboys shirt. If you're a fan of the Gunnison Cowboys, be sure you haven't checked it out. I'm sure everybody in Gunnison knows. But if you haven't checked out High Alpine Brewing Company, be sure to get out there. Uh, fall is a very beautiful time to get up on the mountains, too. Get there before it gets to negative 20. Yeah. No, this is like <laughs> this you got is the a part month of and a half, and then it's going to be zero degrees, and you're not going to want to go down there. Um, <clears throat> and follow them at High Alpine Brew. But my what's brewing, Conor McGregor oh, man. decided that since he can't beat up on real fighters anymore, Dustin Poirier is too tough, uh, can't beat an actual fighter, he's going to go to the VMAs. I don't know how he got the invite. I don't know how he got the invite. I think he just showed up. I don't think he has an invite. <laughs> he shows up and people just let him in. And uh, he's not only going to just pick a fight with some non-fighter, but Machine Gun Machine Kelly, Gun like, Kelly, what the fuck are you doing? Who, who had some weird seashell makeup shit on because he will do whatever the fuck Megan Fox tells him. Oh my him god, to do. I would do whatever the fuck Megan Fox tells me too. But <laughs> shit, like, come on. The punkest ass white boy, and there's there's three ways that this goes. You, you look like an asshole. You did, which he did. Yes. <laughs> which is what happened. If you hit him and kick the shit out of him, you look like even more of a bully. And you get fucking in trouble. You you're already an international felon. Yeah, then it gets worse. And or third, this ain't a factor where you're fucking punching a UFC fighter no. and Dana White can push it off the side and it can go fine. No, you're getting deported. You're never coming back to the U.S. again if you if you assault the shit out of Machine Gun Kelly at the video at the VMAs. And the third way this could have gone. Machine Gun Kelly turns around, kicks his ass, and his okay, that, first his of all, let's put makeup. let's put this straight. That that would never happen. <laughs> I know, I know, but I want to think about it, and I want to put it in the minds of our listeners because it's funny to think about. Machine Gun Kelly with his weird ass tattoos turns around. He's like, "I was Tommy Lee, motherfucker." Con- Pow! <laughs> Con- Conor McGregor was like, "Man." I don't think anyone said my name in a few weeks. Let's, let's, Tommy let, let's, let's figure something way to, so people start talking about me again so I can make some more money. That's, Tommy that's all Connor, all that went through Connor's small head after he'd been taking so many shots to the head for so long. He was a like, man, how can I be relevant again? Let's go fucking pick a fight with Machine Gun Kelly. Give me a belt. It, uh, it's just, Give me a belt. It's just stupid. It's no, just, it's not. It wasn't good. Not a good it's just My what's brewing? That's some NBA stuff. I haven't talked to NBA in a while. NBA has said, and there's a lot of movement on this, that there's an in-season tournament happening. I don't. It's not going to be in for this year, but it could be next year where they have college football, or sorry, college basketball has it where beginning of the season they have conference or divisional tournaments or whatever. Tournament. Yeah, they have the they have a bunch of weird tournaments going on. NBA is thinking about doing that. I think it's good. They also they're also exploring the idea of a field of dreams thing, which I said a few weeks back that they need to do that. I think that's genius. Do a game at Rucker Park. Do a do an outdoor venue. Do something along those lines because that'd make things a lot more interesting. God damn it, you fucking Ravens. Do something along those lines because I think it'd be very 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 good for the game of basketball. Um, that's my what's brewing. On top of that, Jokic fucking is skinny. Oh my god! Is he gonna come back? Oh like my Flacco? god! No, no, no. The, the guy. Look at if you see pictures of him, he doesn't look the same. Like I, I was, I was watching his workout videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this guy looks good. He, like he legit is skinnier than he's he he he's built. 
he's fucking jacked. Like I, I was he on the same sauce as his brothers. Like, like I was like he took he took that Devin Booker shit to heart and said I'm not getting pushed around anymore. I'm gonna be the bully. Jokic looks fucking jacked. And oh my god, inject that shit into my veins all day, all day, baby. Oh man, I, the, the 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 fucking Nuggets are gonna be Western Conference champions in my lifetime. We're gonna win the NBA Finals. I guarantee. Because Jokic, if he has this type of regiment, oh. Fire me up. All right, that's what's brewing presented by our friends at the High Alpine Brewing Company. Now we move on to Splinters on the Pine. Uh, do you want to go first on this one? Or you want me to go? I'll go first here. I talked about it earlier. It's the Teddy Show. I got the two gloves on. It's the Teddy Show. Stop disrespecting the man. And I'm not saying disrespect him. I'm I'm talking about give him the respect because he deserves. Because that guy has played that good. I'll be I'll be the one to say it. I was not sold. But the man, half of his paycheck, three-quarters of his paycheck is being paid by Carolina. Let's not forget about that. $7 million is being paid by the Carolina Panthers. Your starting quarterback is putting out video game numbers. Give him love. We can stop on the Aaron Rodgers talk till after the season. I'll be the one to say it too. I'll, I'll stop on it. But we need to halt on that and give Teddy Bridgewater the love he has because there's if he plays like this for the rest of the season, he's earned the job. Mm-hmm. And this team is going to be – we finally have – I don't want to, I don't know if I'll say quarterback in the future, but the quarterback in the next six, seven years. Let's say that. Teddy two gloves. All right, my splinters on the pine. Uh, I'm kinda tired. I've seen a lot of like videos, basically it's snowflakes versus the way that we were kind of coached. And I'm kinda sick of it because most of the time the people who are complaining about the video have never experienced the situation. So to d- demonstrate this, I when my dad coached us, the first thing that he showed up to when we showed up to practice, he said that he was going to yell, he was going to be mean, he wasn't going to be our friend, he was there to coach us and get us better. Doesn't mean that he doesn't care about us, but it meant that he was going to be tough on us when we screwed up. So if we messed something up, I jumped off sides, he was going to yell at us, he was going to yell at me, he was going to yell at you, and he yelled at us harder than he yelled at everybody else because then it proved that everybody is on the same page. and, and All the same way of like, yep. And I... The other example that I thought of was Tom Izzo. Remember a couple of years ago? Yep, in, I remember in that. March Madness, and he got in the guy's face and was pulling him by the jersey. Oh, you can't do that. It's just a different generation now. Players don't respond. I'm pretty sure that dude went on to have probably the best game of his tournament that uh, year. And, and fucking Michigan State Final Four that year, yes. by the way. Yes, and it's if it's done well, because I've had plenty of coaches that are just dicks to be dicks, and it, it's got no point. If it's done well, if you're a good coach, you will have that relationship with your players to where you can be hard on them and they will respond. You, you also can challenge them, and they will do what you want. You them also got to realize, coaches who do that, if they're a winning football team and they, they do things the right way, the players they have a relationship with them. That's not something where Trent Dilfer is obviously the person we're talking about here, but that's a relationship where Dilfer has that relationship with his player. Like, that's the fact that matter is. There's a reason why Saban fucking chews out his guys against when they when they lose when they Saban beat Mercer by four, forty. Had a four star recruit sitting on the sideline because he didn't do something right during the week. And fucking Bama is whooping Mercer by forty, and he's chewing the shit out of his players. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the fucking standard that play, that uh, athletes need to live up to. Let's put it that way. I just remember it was it's been bugging me, and I remember very vividly. We were coming in. I was going to the radio station up at Western, coming in for Gunnison Sports Talk Radio. And all I saw on Twitter and all I was hearing on my podcast were like, Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo. I was like, what? 
What's wrong with that? No, like, come on. Guys, and when you go to these top programs, you're, the coaches are doing the kids a disservice. Yeah. If you come to these top programs and the coach says, well, they don't push you. you. They don't push you, then that's just as much on the coach. Literally and figuratively, let's put it that way. Yes. I mean, I've been... You shouldn't be getting punched in the face. And you, you, a, you don't fucking no, do up. No Craig Shiano. No Craig Shiano. And no Rutgers basketball coach where that's, you throw the either. balls at the kids. Yeah. <laughs> None you, of that. No bodily harm. But I've been grabbed by the chest. Yeah, like fire like fire guy up a little bit. Like shit. Our coach used to play fetch with us on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> if you know, you know. But yeah, if you don't know, true. that makes no sense. All right. Uh, that's my splinters on the pine. So that's gonna do it for that segment. And also, added bonus: splinter on the pine. Fucking Baltimore, are you shitting me? Come on, the Ra- Raiders. Fucking. Oh, dang it! So that means I finished ten and six, <sighs> and I'm nine or nine and eight or nine and or eight, eight and, and six. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Oh, fucking. Six, God damn it, Jeff. Jeff Fisher on five hundred. Yep, and then the bench warmers are eight, seven, and one. <sighs> so stupid. So you God are... damn! I should have never. I should have went against. Well, actually, no. I fucking hate the Raiders. I'm never betting against the Raiders. I don't care who they're playing. All right, let's. Uh, what's Let's move on now to uh, Beats of the Week. I'm just going to put it out there again. I hit not only did I. We hit, hit a lot of lines last week. Let's I put hit, that uh, up. Under on uh, Air Force Navy, which, duh, military. Oh, they, they, they hit with the under by like fucking 20 points. Uh, it was 23, it was, to, 23 to 3. 3, was yeah. Score. And it was uh, like 10 to 3 after the third quarter. Yeah, and the uh, over under was set at 40 and a half. And like I said, Iowa was plus 165. I only got two this week. I really like Virginia Tech. I'm going to continue to take these money line underdogs and ride that wave until I, I miss. Virginia Tech plus 118 against West Virginia. That's weird to me because Virginia Tech is now coming in as the top 25 school. They have the They're top 25. Oh, yeah, because they had the upset yeah, against North Carolina. Over, at the time, number 10, North Carolina, and they've been undefeated since then. And they're going up against West Virginia, who's a good, solid Big 12 team, but not as good as they had been. So Virginia Tech plus 118 over the West Virginia Mountaineers. That's, like it. that's, that's not a bad line. My first one, I'm going with Panther Saints here over 44.5 points. Jameis puts up points. <laughs> Let's put that out there. Jameis can put up 40 points alone. He almost did that himself. For over 44.5 points is very, very good. At, at minus 103, too. I'm hammering the hell out of that this weekend. The, the Panthers' defense isn't great. But the 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 Saints defense isn't is good, but but if the 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 fucking Jameis put up those points against the Packers D, which isn't very good either, don't get me wrong, they can do that against the Panthers too. So I'm going over 44 and a half points for Panthers Saints. Give me your next one too. So yep, I got Broncos minus six over Jags minus one away at like minus six. That's a very good odds. Earlier, like before this weekend happened, it was minus two. Yeah. If you were smart so enough, a, that's yeah, a big move. it's a big move. Um, but my six, I'm hammering that because the Jacksonville offense doesn't know what's coming, and the Jacksonville defense doesn't know what's coming. Because I'm sorry, we, this ain't no Tyrod Taylor, Mark Ingram offense. Without even without Jerry Judy, this Broncos offense is a lot more talented than the Texans. All right, my last beat that I have down here, I looked it up. Desmond Ritter. The quarterback for Cincinnati to win the Heisman right now is plus 2,000, which is not bad for a group of five quarterback, a guy who's been undefeated except he lost the bull, very close to winning the bull game against Georgia last year. Lost the bull game, but undefeated in the regular season and is a three-time conference champion in the AAC. Plus 2,000, if they go undefeated, he's going to be right there in the conversation. He's putting up a lot of uh, a lot of touchdowns at least. I think he's tied for 
seventh in touchdowns, and he's in top five for QBR as well. So Desmond Ritter to win the Heisman plus 2,000. Not bad at all. My last one, I have Cardinals minus 6.5 at plus 115. The the, the line is at minus 4.5, but I'm going to take minus 6.5 because I think Cardinals won by more a touchdown over the Vikes. All right, that's Beats of the Week. Now moving on to Play of the Week. Uh, I got I just got to – it's been – I haven't mentioned it. Well, I've mentioned it once, but I haven't mentioned it since the beginning of the show. We haven't mentioned it an hour and a half. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, that connection is back, baby. 50-yard touchdown. That's my play of the week. They reignited the Bayou Bengal connection, uh, and they were talking about it on, on Sunday Countdown, which LSU receiver, Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, was going to be the first to do the gritty. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. It was Jamar Chase. I have an honorable play of the week because this is – arguably the play of the week but if you are on twitter you saw the cat at miami stadium it was on 9-11 and the fucking guys below them caught the cat in an american flag if you don't know what i'm talking about just talk, look at miami hurricanes cat this cat was hanging on to a banner i don't know how he got in the stadium i don't know how he got in the situation but he's dangling over the side the side railing and the guys below them caught the cat with the united states american flag and then raised him up like a, like he was simba it was hilarious also there's a pipe burst in washington which i saw that was funny yeah, so there was a lot that. of fun in the stands this weekend fans are back the yeah, ready. fans are back my real play of the week though probably the upset no one's talked about thus far jacksonville state hail mary to beat florida state with the band on the field the cheerleaders on the field oh, oh my god coming sucks. out there florida state after almost beating um uh, uh, should have beat Notre, Notre Dame, and then going out there and getting punked and the hail mary by Jacksonville State. Why not? Uh, that was. I mean, I always get Jacksonville State and Jackson State mixed up because it didn't mixed up because of Dion. But that's. I mean, I knew that we all knew that Florida State was that bad. They they were. I just was. I don't think Mackenzie Mellon even started. I don't know no, why you're not starting him. I mean, it's got to be. A, it's a big decision. If you're going to go with Mackenzie Mellon as your starter, you're going to have to be pretty confident in your offensive line. Oh, yeah, game. that's true. I don't know if they are. That <laughs> that's true. Uh, player of the week. Who's your player of the week? I went Matt Stafford. 321. Like I said, the dude with a sleeve now is built different. 321 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, 156 passer rating, highest all weekend. The dude came out and said, I'm, I'm out of Detroit. I'm under the bright lights. I'm wearing some brightly colored uniforms. I am playing in, in the town I grew up in, the city that was Clayton Kershaw, my best friend's city. Now it's my city. And he came in and balled out. Honorable mention, Kyler Murray, because Kyler Murray, the five touchdowns. We ta- yeah, we talked about his numbers earlier, but that was my honorable mention. Well, I do have a cardinal for my player of the week. It's Chandler Jones. Six total tackles, five sacks, and four t- other tackles were for loss uh he didn't play all all year last season mm. and he beat the crap out of taylor think, one. Uh, one of the best left tackles in and ryan taylor also at some point I, I thought about this why the hell do you not throw a chip that way uh, i mean yeah. at, at some point derrick henry's really not that good of a blocking I, I know he's not but derrick henry's a very specific type of running back because he's not even really good at like three or three or shorter but, yardage situations. but five sacks fucking do something like something. shit I mean, yeah you could figure something out uh, but yeah, that's going to be the end of episode 57 here for us. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform as well as on our all our social medias at FEOTB Pod. Remember, you can vote in our polls, be a part of the bench warmers as we're going to go throughout the season at the NFL Pick'em. See if you can beat one of us and uh, see if Nico can defend his crown that way. Hey, uh, Jeff Fisher's proud of me. I'm going 500. <laughs> be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Far End of the Bench. New videos will come out Thursdays, Fridays, and Mondays. 
Um, and be sure to check us out with new episodes every Wednesday. Uh, and if you have the time, the link will be down in the description below. But if you can donate to the Box State Bruins Fund for our Vegas trip to the NYFC tournament, it's already been going pretty well. We When we started putting their link in our stuff, we were at $1,900 raised. And I looked earlier today, we're at $4,200 raised. Yeah, so nice. it's moving. Um, and thank you. We appreciate everybody who's donated to that. Uh, it's going to be a fun trip for those kids. It's going to be a memory they'll never forget. Uh, but no, Nico, episode 57 now. 57, yeah. Hoping, I'm, I think you're hoping the Broncos lose so you can ditch the gloves. Dude, my hands are fucking sweating. Holy shit. I forgot. I, I legit haven't worn gloves, I think, for more than an hour in probably five years. Or no, no, less than that. Since freshman year of college when I played football. So four years. Well, Still. Fuck. Like, shit. All right. Well, I know. I, I will wear them. If we go 17-0, you'll be happy because the Dolphins are fucking that, – that, that team doesn't drink anymore. And and I guess I'll be wearing gloves every week. If, hey, if we somehow go 17-0, I'll wear two gloves every single episode for the rest of fucking the show. And on that – We'll leave it there. This is episode 57 of The Far End of the Bench with Jimmy Pilato and my co-host, Nico Bryan. Thank you, everybody, very much for listening, and we will see you. This is the blues I'm playing. Yes, it's a final thing. When the night is cold and lonely. This is a dollar bell piece. Was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them purses, I made it a habit. Towing them pistols and serving them addicts. That was exciting to me. I'm so excited to be.